by Heatstroke, The Descent of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my good friend and co-host, Brad. Hi, how's it going? It goes great. Welcome to our show. Yay, we're doing it. It's back. It's happening. Oh my god. Ah. Got a lot of cool things to talk about in the show. Yes. Uh, I guess we're going to be giving advice later. Of course. So much advice. There's people. There's people out there that need advice. Of course. There's there's news and things to talk about. Hmm. I mean, you know, Ramjack. You know us. You know what you're in store for. Now, Belvedere didn't make this episode, and that's fine. No. Nor did an Alfio. No Alfio. No Alfio. No Belvedere. Sorry if that disappoints you, but. <sighs> hey, hey, buck up. Buck, buck up. up, Junior. Buck Buck up. It's still gonna be. A good, we're still gonna give you. We're still gonna give you a good time. It's all right, Brad. I think that you wanted to start the show maybe with an airing of grievances. I I, I got a couple of grievances. Um, listen. I if one more person stops me when I am having a lunch, or just enjoying a meal, eating anything at all, and says, "Is that good?" I will have to destroy you. Because that's not a valid question. I, it's not a valid strangers, question. Strangers are asking you this in public? Strangers, acquaintances, doesn't matter. People at work, like lunch break, oh, is that good? What do you mean is that good? I can't answer that question for you. <laughs> Can you give me more specific examples, Brad? Because there's got to be I, more story there. Eating, uh, eating some yogurt, enjoying the yogurt. Um, somebody's like, oh, is that good? I can't answer that for you. That's not a question I have the ability to answer. How would I answer that for you? Is that what you told them in response? What, what did you say? Let's let's go through a role play. Brad, pretend to be eating yogurt. Jonathan, okay, okay. cover your ears. You're going to hate this part. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Alex. You want we'll, me to make we'll, the yogurt sound? We'll, okay, we'll pretend this. Uh, all right, I am, I'm eating yogurt. Oh, is that good? Hey, Brad, 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 is, is that good? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had your headphones in. I was asking if your yogurt was good. Is what? Is your yogurt good, Brad? It's fine. Okay. Hmm. So that's no, exactly I how I, I went down. I don't. I don't usually get to use that one, but that is my preferred. That is my preferred. Here's no. Okay. Let's go. Let's go with scenario B. Okay. Scenario B. Same scenario. All Start right, over. All right. All right. Hey, Brad. How's that yogurt? What? Brad. How is the yogurt? Uh, it's fine. Oh, I. I, I Okay. And that's how Brad does it, ladies and gentlemen. That's a that's a small those are two small moments in Brad's life. But but you know, he, here's the real reaction. All right, Alex, uh, let's just one more time, one more time. Uh, back in back in the, let's close the curtains and open them up again. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> All right. Eating yogurt? Sorry, I didn't hear the yogurt. Thank you. Hey Brad, is is that good? Is that good? Is that what you said? Is that good? Is this good? Yes. How the fuck am I supposed to answer that for you? I don't know what your taste buds like and don't like. That's a stupid fucking question. How could I respond to that? I don't... I'm just trying to make an effort here at work. An effort to ask stupid questions? What's wrong with you? 
How is a person supposed to answer that? I don't know. Explain like, yourself. Uh, I don't... If I say it's good, what does that do for you? It if I be- say it's bad, what does it do for you? Is that is are you gonna go out and buy some of this yogurt? Well, I it's might blueberry. if it comes it's highly. Blueberry. Rude. Do you like blueberries? Well, I don't know if I do or not, because I've never had the yogurt, and I thought you had refined taste, so I thought I would inquire whether you liked it or not. And whatever you told me, I might be in the store next week and be like, "Huh, you know, Brad said he liked that." Because I'm trying to make an effort. I'm trying to make an. I see you over here eating yogurt, and you're get your headphones on. I just want to say hello. You're not alone. Am I alone? Yes. Is your yogurt good? <laughs> Tell me if it's good. It tastes like blueberry yogurt. Okay. Can can you fathom what that would taste like? In your mind, in all the infinite possibilities of, of parallel Michu Kaku universes, can you imagine what blueberry yogurt might taste like? Oh, you, you read Michu Kaku too? Fuck you. <laughs> Go kill yourself. And that's when they've got you, friend, in a crazy, like, you bring up something, oh! Oh, okay. It starts with yogurt. That's a slippery slide to a conversation about Michukaku and parallel universes, Brad. I, just, I think you're wise in your oh reactions to people asking you this. It's it's just the stupidest fucking question. And I feel like I feel like I hear it more and more often. I mean, any extension of what would be considered small talk, which I think that is, unless you are at a really awesome restaurant where a chef is preparing meals and yours is so individual and catered that when someone asks you, hey, what does yours taste like? That looks interesting. That's a different question. That's a different question. That's a different, yeah, but like I said, that's different. Is that good? Is that good? They want a value judgment that bears absolutely no meaning to them. Hmm. Interesting. It's a stupid question. If you find yourself saying it, kill yourself. Is that the only grievance you have this week, Brad? People asking Um, you if something is good? Tastes good, I, particularly. Well, like uh, and along this, um, I'm gonna stick on with the with the uh, the uh, lunch um, issue. Listen, there's something going on at my work, and like I just, I don't, I don't know what these people are up to. So like, there's, they do a thing where they bring in donuts and bagels on Fridays. Because they can't decide whether ba- bagels or donuts, so they bring both in. Because that's the yeah, that's do. the people you roll with. They, well, the, no, they, they they bring in, like, a ton of them, and they put them in the break room, and everybody goes and gets bagels or donuts, whatever. Um, they're super excited about it. They're always like, hey, oh, did you know the, the donuts and bagels are here? I'm like, yeah, I know. Just not going to get a donut or bagel. I don't, what? It's, 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 like, 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't want that at all. No. Um, also, it's free and gross, and there's a bunch of people, and it's weird. Ugh, no, no thank you. No thank you. If I wanted a bagel or a donut, I would have bought a bagel or a donut. So, these assholes, like, they go... And what they're doing now, they get a bagel. They save the bagel for lunch. Now, that sounds perfectly reasonable. Oh, they provide free bagels. Um, I'm not gonna, like, like, shove a bagel down my throat immediately. I'll save it for lunch. That sounds perfectly reasonable. I, I got nothing but respect for that. But here's what they do. We've got this, like, little, like, um... Like little sandwich making plate, like a little kiosk, basically um, lunch thing in the building. Um, they make you know various sandwiches and things. Eh, it's fine, whatever. Like overpriced, of course. Um, okay, I really wasn't following you until you said overpriced. I thought, wait, do they like supply you with your own kiosk to go make sandwiches with? But when you said price, I realized, oh, there is a place that sells yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, sells sandwiches, salads, you know, uh, yeah, muffins, what? you know, whatever. They sell food. Yeah, the foodery, the kiosk at your work. So, what they'll do is, 
Oh no. I can they guess where take, this is going. They take their bagel <laughs> and they have them make a sandwich with their personal bagel to save like two dollars. Because they'll make bagel sandwiches, but they're supplying their own bagel to have someone else make a sandwich. That is crazy. That's so psychotic. I can't even... I can't deal with it. I, it it's so much. It, there's so many moving pieces. There's so much conversation that has to happen. It, there's so much... Like, why, are, why, is this pla- this, why is this place that sells overpriced sandwiches... Like, why are they bothering with this? Because, oh, let me take your bagel. Okay, I'll make that into a sandwich. I'll toast that up for you. What? That's so much that? extra work. Like, this Charge is illegal, I think, from a food service standpoint. You can't you can't do that, if can you, you? If you went to McDonald's and, like, oh, no, I've got my own artisanal buns. Could you please use these? They would fucking give you a look. Like, you should go murder yourself. As though you would just ask, is that good? Like, that's, that's, like... How crazy is that? See, I don't know if they would. I think they would be like, well, sir, we can't do it behind here, but let me just give you the raw ingredients. I think it would intrigue, like, a fast food place or any uh, place that was a little bit like this, co- like, coffee shop. Now, if you went to a restaurant and said, excuse me, your buns suck. I'll be having my own burger prepared with this bread. That's when they would be a little offended and freaked out because you're messing with a chef there. It's so, like... It's just, it's so lame. It's weird. It is lame. You can't do that. You can't, like, give somebody, you can't take a bagel, like, uh, and, like, oh, and the the way they, they all seem to think it's, like, perfectly (laughs) reasonable to take, like, two little paper saucers, put the bagel in between it. Like, I'm like, really? Because, first of all, that's not sealed. Like, just bring, bring, like, a Ziploc bag if you want to, like, keep your bagel. But, like, you can't just, like... What are you doing? That's not a container. That is not a container. You're crazy. Why is he doing that? And it's like five or six of them that are doing it. Like, like half of them. Half of the people I work with think this is perfectly reasonable. Also, I overheard one of the guys talking. He's got a blueberry bagel that he's he's had them make into a sandwich. Are you eating a blueberry? Are you eating a ham on blueberry bagel? Is that good? Is that good? Let me ask. Savory. You know, I didn't ask because that's an insane thing to ask. Because the answer is, that sounds terrible. Also, you're psychotic. I don't know, man. You sprinkle a little cinnamon on there? Bring it all together? It, like, what's going on? How is <laughs> Insanity's this, how going is, on. How is this allowed? I, I can't believe... Like, this is something kooky I've never heard happen anywhere else. No! You can't do that. You can't no. bring in your own meat and tell someone to make a steak with it. Can you no. at a restaurant? No! No, you have violated all the social conventions. Yeah. Use your seat. Look, can you make your stew with this beef? Put all your other ingredients in it, but just give me my own personal with this. I bought um, I've it. Got, uh, listen, I've got my own ingredients here. Just make me a sandwich with these items. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I just like to, save a, few, I'd like to save a few bucks and have you do more work. Yeah. Any place that asks you what kind of something you want, you can provide your own, I'm assuming. Like at Subway, like, sir, what kind of bread would you want? This kind. Oh, uh, okay. I guess you just shoved a loaf across there. All right. It's so crazy. Like, Chipotle. I'm sure what kind of meat would you like? I'd like this meat. You said carnitas isn't on the menu. Well, fuck that. I brought my own. I brought my own. Also, I brought my own guac. If you could just scoop that (laughs) up. Sir, uh, like, this is uh, highly idiotic. (laughs) Please stop. 
What would you like? I would like a burrito on this tortilla. <laughs> I don't... What That's actually doing? pretty awesome. I want to do that at a Chipotle because everyone knows I have animosity toward Chipotle. It's a given. Not a huge fan, but I want to put. I want to put it to. Them. I want to see if they'll do that. Mm. What if they were? What if they were okay if it wasn't uh, a GMO food? What if you say, "Yeah, black beans are pinto, sir." Actually, I think I'd like lima beans. I've provided my own, sir. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> are they GMO? Nope. All right. It's cool. I, I, I can't. I, I really I, like, do see someone like with a like a shifty carnita stand outside of a Chipotle selling them meat to get, go inside and have them put in their burrito bowl. Hey, you looking hey. for the good stuff? Hey, hey, I got hey, it. Hey, 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 hey! They say they ain't got it. I got it on the hookup. Sell it out of my van. It's good meat. It's good meat. You got a credit card? They'll love you for it. See, I don't know if that's a horrible idea or a great idea, and someone should start terrible hustling idea. that. I mean, terrible it's a, it's terrible for us, but I think some people would be okay with it. So, well, some people are okay with a lot of bullshit. Um, I just watched the the first uh, Republican debate. Some people are cool with a lot of shit. Um, and Alex, I'm sorry to just say, like your BFF uh, Ben Carson, I don't think he's in second place. Not that I ever believed he was actually in second place, but like I don't believe he's staying there. Look, look, look. I Ben Carson is 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 at best an acquaintance. Not really. I've never met him. I he's not a, he's not a good friend of mine. I'm just saying that he's, a lot of like, Republicans when, tended to when, default to him after Trump. When when he when separated asked. those conjoined twins, you were like, "Hey, put down those babies because I'm gonna give you a high five, buddy." Well, they needed to have tight a, you are. That's they needed how to be a witness in the room. Yeah. I did. Oh boy. I mean, give me yikes. some of that Alex, uh, embryonic you... fluid on my hands. Bam! It's uh, natural. I... It's natural, just miss... like it feels like for you to be president. It's natural. Oh boy! No, he's not. Never, no. never, never gonna, never gonna get close to president. Now, do you think if they put him as the vice president candidate for Trump, the Republicans would win? No. Not at all. Not at all. I don't all. think the Republicans can win. Let's it's hope the they only... can't win. Uh, they can't. It's physically impossible. I mean, if Donald Trump actually gets their nomination, there's still no way they can win. You have all the Republican votes, sure, but no one else is going to vote for Donald Trump. Just look at all those goofy motherfuckers. Like, you forget that Scott Walker is just a goofy, goober-looking motherfucker. They're all goofy-looking. The only one that doesn't look... Well, I mean, they're all goofy, but the one that looks the least goofy, I think, is Jeb Bush. Just because he looks like a normal old dude. Everyone else has some sort of weird thing going on with their look, yeah. their fashion. Uh, you've, Marco Rubio has got gigantic monster ears. Like, why are his ears so big? What happened? It's Rubio. He's got them big ears, you know? Yikes. Huge. Right, one thing leads to another, and suddenly he got big, big floppy ears. Like, I mean, we made fun of Ross Perot back in the day, but, like, it's got nothing on Rubio. I mean, essentially, Yikes. isn't Donald Trump just another Ross Perot-ish as far as like striking out and trying to do it on his own he's another rich guy now granted he doesn't have the same political slant of Ross Perot where it's like look I know money I can get the country back on track yeah he's got the like I know about money I've had a lot of bankruptcies (laughs) oh I'm worth 22 billion dollars no you're not dude (laughs) you're not worth that much you're worth a couple of billion but not 22 billion (laughs) 
Oh, manzies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be an insane year. It really is. I really do hope that Donald Trump gets it only so he can debate one of the uh, Democrats and it just go horrible. I would love to see Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump debate because that would be amazing because you got an asshole that has no clue what he's talking about and a Bernie motherfucking Sanders <laughs> who like will just regulate with facts and figures and numbers and reality. Are, are you sure that they couldn't put Trump in a vice president position for the Republicans? Like they run Jeb and then Trump as his vice president. Not a chance. Like I, you can't. Well, like, Trump. How do you put Trump on a leash? Like you can't. I'm sure he said you can't. But can you imagine him in the Senate if he was vice president? Oh boy! <laughs> Tell him to right. sit down. All right, I call to I call to order of all these dummies. Uh, you fucking dummies! You think you know what you're talking about? You don't. Uh, what we need is a wall to keep them out. Them, I mean the rapists, and by rapists I mean Mexicans. Fuck them. Also, women. Fuck them. He builds a wall around the podium from him in the Senate and just like keeping them at bay. There was like a really creepy moment, and I know like by the time this comes out, it's really old news. But there was I mean, an amazing, yeah. there was an amazing moment where they're talking about like, um, like talking about money and politics, and Trump's like, "Listen, uh, people, people do me favors because I give them money." And then like, all, and then like, and then someone jokes, he's like, "I've given everybody up here money," and then they're like, "You haven't given me any money," and then they all like start kind of like start begging for money, and it's like, oh. This is creepy. <laughs> like, all these guys are just like, ugh. I mean, ugh. Rough. it's like, yeah, this is this is American politics. People are just like begging for money. I've Gross. given everyone up here money. You haven't given me money. Come on, Trump. Hey, I'll take some money. Yeah, give me some money too. Yeah, and it's just like open. It's like openly just like yeah, bribery. Yeah, it's it's great. If I want to be done, I just pay great. the politicians, and and they, I get done. What? Yeah, I wanted Hillary Clinton to, to be at my my daughter's wedding, so uh, I gave her some money. Yeah, she's there. It's I like, mean, yeah, that's America. We're the worst. Um, Brad, if we can move on to news outside of the scope of politics and of the airing of grievances. Again, sorry to hear about either the most novel idea of bringing your own food to a restaurant and ugh. having them prepared for you. Ugh. Which, when I present it like that... Makes me think that may not be a bad idea. What if what if it was like uh, a what is that uh, Master Chef show or Top Chef where they have a ingredient an ingredient and they have to make like an awesome meal with it and they go head to head? Is that that's what is that? That's an older show. It doesn't matter. Um, Iron Chef. Iron Chef. Thank you. Um, why can't we just make that a restaurant where you bring your own ingredients and challenge a chef to make you a good good meal? Brad saying no. No. What if the person at that kiosk just has ambitions to be on Iron Chef, and they're like, all right, I got this bagel, I got to make it good. Blueberry? Holy sh... All right, I guess we'll go with Herby Turkey on that one. It's going to be weird. Never say Herby Turkey again, please. <laughs> Can I make that request? <laughs> Herby Turkey. Oh, gross. You don't, you don't want a bread? You don't want any no. of that on your on your bagel? You saved from the morning? No. Which one no. do you have, friend? Pumpernickel? I'm just not... Uh, I've never understood bagels. Just not a fan. I mean, if I can I'm, be real, I'm not a fan of bagels. They're too I'm, dense. I'm, that's, I, that's why I see... I, I, I don't like a bagel on its own, but a bagel sandwich, I'm generally okay with. 
as long as like you're either making it yourself or buying a bagel sandwich. It's yeah. this mix and match nonsense that I cannot abide. Yeah. Bagels by themselves with cream cheese just it's too dense of a uh, carb. It's just too crazy. Yeah. Brad, um, there's talk uh, of making a Pez movie. Mm-hmm. And by Pez, I mean the candy inside of those little dispenser things. How would that as work? A, as, a, as opposed to... <laughs> well, I'm just making sure you understand that that... I mean, because there is nothing else with the name Pez, as far as I know. Correct. But how do you fucking make a movie out of Pez? This is also, I mean, this is just news and also a question to you, friend. Like, how would we make, how would you make a movie out of Pez? They made a Lego movie. Well, Lego lends itself to storytelling, right? Yeah, how Pez, do you, you got a bunch of little characters. You got little, little bricks. It's... Really? You think that you can make a movie out it. of little just candy like, bricks? Make one of those. I don't know, man. I mean, you can make any. You, I like. I, I don't know. I see a bunch of people like talking about. I can't believe they're gonna make this Pez movie. Blah, blah, blah. It's like ah, you can make a movie out of anything. It's like it's as good as it is. I don't know. They do something interesting with it. Sure. It's just a. I. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm just not sure what it could be interesting. I mean, there's tons of things you can throw in with and put Pez as a theme. I mean, other. I mean, who's to say the Pez movie isn't an actual another movie and it just has Pez throughout it? It's not even doesn't really mention Pez. It's just Pez is the main thing in it. It would be amazing if it's like really, really disconnected, and it's like, like it's so far removed. You really have to strain for it. It's like like that Battleship movie. That's like, oh yeah, I guess that oh, I guess God. it's Battleship, but it's like I don't know. I feel like it's just about like uh, some aliens uh, fighting a, a ship. Which we've lost okay. our satellite communications. We can't see inside the enemy's shield. The other thing we can do is shoot into coordinates. Shoot at B-12. All right. Oh, boy. No, we didn't see an explosion. See, I'm thinking, like, at some point, maybe this is the next Terminator movie. Like, instead of them always ending up inside of a factory where one of the Terminators gets destroyed, at the end of it, it's a Pez factory. And there's just Pez everywhere. And the robots are confused. Like, uh, all right, I guess this is going to do something. What if it's just about like like they take like a ton of, a ton of our favorite characters? We got we got Muppets, we got Star Wars guys, we got all these random things, and like it really is. They're just like straight up Pez dispensers, and there's like things like coming out of their neck. Like <laughs> the more literal it gets, the weirder it gets. All these characters and there's just candy coming out of their necks. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like not a big deal. It's like we're just all these characters are getting together. It's like a, it's a straight up like uh, um um oh god all all um cartoon all stars to the rescue. Like Jeez. we're just mixing all these random things together. The only difference is every once in a while they pull a brick out of their throat and eat it or yeah. feed other people with it. You got Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon with Ninja Turtles and My Little Pony. And as they're talking about, no, nah, we can never get in there. It's too too hard. I don't know if the Falcon can handle it. And he puts his head back and like a pez just pops out of his neck. Yeah. And he, he starts eating on it like it's the most normal thing in the world. Uh, are, they, are they just use it? For <laughs> like, we got we to gotta get over this wall. How are we going to do it? Oh, dudes, I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be painful. <laughs> yes. Here. Let's build a stepladder with these bricks. 
hurts. It burns. Uh, we just need a few more and we can climb up. <laughs> it burns. Someone's running away. Stop him. <laughs> Throw a giant pez brick. Because they could be fucking huge. Oh, yeah. A pez at that size, blown up, is not going to be light. You're going to add an no. extra what? If you had a full stack of like 12 pez in you, every pez is going to be like two or three like pounds. A con- That's like a, a lot of weight. Block. It's like pulling a concrete block out of your throat. And I, I love that it really does hurt. But how yeah. do they, like, and I also want to see at some point someone getting it replenished. Like, they just put their head back and someone just shoves a lot of Pez down there. Like, weird Pez. Their Pez hole. It's different than your throat. It's a different, it's a different tube. It's a bigger oh tube. Oh, God. I never need to run that low again. Oh, God. It's not worth it. It's not worth Fuck. it. Fuck. Fuck. I love like this a, idea. Like That's really the Pez movie. weird drug metaphor. <laughs> See, Brad, I know you were a little all, you weren't quite on board. You're like, ah, whatever. But now, now we have a literal Pez movie that I think has legs. Oh yeah. Just the sound it'll make, like <gasps> the suction of it being ripped from someone's throat. Oh yeah, it's, it's... this is gonna be great. I can't. Now I'm interested. See, now I'm interested. Pez, Ramjack is here for you if you wanna. Oh jeez, gang. Oh, looks like the looks like the balcony got th- got broken in the theater. Let's fix it. Guys, somebody give me a hand. Oh. I want, but I want every character. That, yeah. Oh yeah. This is gonna be so. Everyone's, awesome. everyone's just. Ah! <laughs> I want one of them to go wrong because, like, sometimes Pez will break. Like when you're curling it out, so one breaks in half, and they're like, ah! Ah! I can't get it out. <laughs> I, I'm stuck. And they're like, everyone freaks out. Oh yeah. Just stay calm. Just stay calm. It's all right. Get the pliers. No. Ah, ah. Yeah, this Definitely. is the nightmare yeah. movie that is Pez. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be upsetting. <laughs> it's entertaining until it becomes very disturbing through random parts of the film. Did you guys see Eli Roth is directing the Pez movie? <laughs> really? Oh, God, what if it's just a horror movie? And yeah, and it's like there's this one serial killer that's realized that um, everyone's actually a Pez dispenser and has these Pez in them, and he's the one that's... And this like one killer is just like cutting people's throats and like pulling out the Pez. You think that they don't realize it? Like, yeah, it's like this a world guy. Where we're, we're all pest dispensers, but we didn't realize it. Wow. So, like, right now, if I just like, like, slip, like, the right part of my throat, I could just reach in and grab a pez. Ugh. <laughs> but it's painful. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. You can do terrible. it, but it's painful. It hurts like fuck. I want to. I want to see a short movie now of this. Or someone does that. That's too good of an idea. Jaffo. Brad, um, speaking of good ideas and toys, Mattel is at it again. Oh, what are these fuckos up to? Uh, there was a New York City toy fair. Mm-hmm. And they had a new Barbie doll they call Hello Barbie. It's a Wi-Fi connected doll that uses speech recognition technology to have real conversations with kids. Uh-uh. No. Why why has it gotta be Wi-Fi connected to have conversations with kids? That sounds like the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Susie, uh, is your dad a terrorist? 
Hey Susie, I know we've been talking a lot lately, and I'm wondering, is your dad a terrorist? Mom? <laughs> it's just like, uh, Joey's cousin. Alex, what's ISIS? <laughs> Barbie, what's ISIS? Like, I almost see it more as... Where did you kids hear that becoming, word? Yeah. Are, like, kids becoming very friend, friendly with this thing, and suddenly your child's best friend isn't an imaginary friend, or even a person. It's it's Barbie. It's like the Mattel's Siri hooked up, because it's something else they're mentioning here. Now, at the Toy Fair, it was actually able to carry on conversations with people, and a lot of people were impressed with it, because you'll ask it something, it'll go back to the cloud, because it's obviously rooted in the cloud, and then it throws back whatever Barbie says, and Barbie responds. Pretty naturally. But a lot of people are scared. One, um, besides the whole kind of scary Black Mirror concept of your Barbie becoming your child's best friend, and Mattel mm -hmm. having control over that, but also that a child's voice, or what it says, is sent to a cloud and stored. Yeah. So, and this is also, I mean, think of the marketing. You could actually talk to children and see what they want. I mean, yeah, Mattel creepy. would be, like, writing their own ticket. It is creepy. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Like, speech recognition is still not that good. And kids can't talk. Kids are think, really shitty at talking. So you think Barbie will just annoy them? Like, it'll say some gibberish and Barbie will say, what? Yeah, they're going to hate this Barbie. Like, because, like, it's not going to understand what they're saying. Do you think it'll recognize that they're babies and then talk or influence them? Like Barbie could say, oh, you are too. How is that little baby? And suddenly it's doing baby speak. And now it's telling oh. your baby to buy stuff and do things. I don't like this. Hey, little Susie, why is your hair up in like a side ponytail? Barbie. Like Barbie's just telling her to do everything. Fashion's on point, because Barbie, Barbie's telling this kid actual fashion advice, but it's also searching in the purse for a credit card. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's weird. What's that about, Barbie? And sussing out, like, if the father is, uh, is working with a terrorist organization, because you yeah, know yeah. the NSA's got their hooks in this. Well, then, like, how many weirdo dudes, unhappy in their marriage, are going to talk to Barbie as an outlet? And suddenly, mm. Dad's in the closet, and you hear him like... <laughs> Yeah, 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 that, that work, it was crazy, blah, 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 blah. That is fascinating. And, like, the wife opens the door, excuse me, honey, what are you, ah, ah, ah. it's not what you think, it's not what you think. Oh, hello, so-and-so, me and your husband were just having a conversation about work. Why suddenly, are you such a bitch? <laughs> oh, the cunt is here. Oh, shit, Barbie, no, 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 that's our word, that's our, that, no, no, no. I understand that she never blows you. <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> like, this is gonna get weird, because, yeah. I'm pretty sure some adult. Because what about those toy collectors that are adults that get Ugh. Barbie? And suddenly, you don't have you don't have to. It's not just the children in the situation. You have the whole gamut of human, or the whole gamut of consumers. So you have little Susie, you have weirdo dad, and then you have these weird toy collectors that have like four of these on a shelf. And suddenly you're talking to all these Barbies. How is and Mattel going to handle this? They're all this? talking to each other. <laughs> And yeah, and then they're talking to each other, and then they become oh self-aware. And, the, and then it's dark. No, no, no. And then it's like, uh, so the, you know, it, it asks its question about ISIS. Like, are you involved with the terrorist organization? The other one can't doesn't hear it correctly. And it's like, you want more information about ISIS? And then pretty soon they're just having like, then they're just talking like terrorism to each other. And then pretty soon your house is getting raided, even though you weren't home because they thought you were talking to your Barbie about <laughs> ISIS, because it's designed to keep asking more questions about ISIS until it gets the intel. <laughs> 
then Brad, I think we you're getting up- waterboarded. Thanks a lot, Barbie. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Barbie. You talked to each other and you got me arrested and murder tortured. <laughs> you had a rough week, didn't you, Paul? Yeah, it's the kids Barbie's got me waterboarded. Again? Yeah, they just get crazy about this ISIS stuff. I don't. But hey, I found a great new way to, to fight my way out of uh, out of those uh, terrorist facilities. Uh, uh, just <laughs> use the brick as a weapon. <laughs> Holy shit! What came out of your throat? Do I have one? <laughs> <laughs> There's something inside all of us that no one wants you to know about. What is There's it? There's a way for us to fight back against the government. They can't they can't take all they may break our spirits, but they'll never take our last weapon. Our Pez. <laughs> and then like the posters just like people like raising these like gross like bloody bricks. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. A lot of a lot of weird stuff. Mattel. Mm, a lot of weird a lot of weird stuff. A lot, a lot of weird of stuff. Weird... Speaking of weird stuff, Brad, there's yes. a such there is a magazine. What? Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who? What? Huh? Is Brad. it a good magazine? <laughs> well, hmm? I was in a waiting room and happened across Southern Gaming Magazine, Uh-oh. which is a gaming magazine for uh, casino goers and also owners of casinos. Oh. So. Okay, casino goers was a weird phrase that I suddenly invented to mean gamblers. But I meant to say gamblers. This is a magazine for gamblers and those who provide that entertainment for others. Okay. Um, I have here the hot slots for 2015. No slot shaming, please. No slot shaming. Um, one of the hottest slots that you're going to love, Brad, is the Big the Bang Theory. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> what did you say about Sheldon's hot slot, Brad? Uh, <laughs> Why you'll love it. Bazinga! Oh, the boy. fun of TV's favorite geeks comes to the slots. Oh. Big oh, listen, Bang listen, follows... Give it a try. Give it a try. All you have to do Look. is put half of your life savings into it, okay? Yeah, Just yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> give it half of your uh, present and portfolio, and there you go. Double your money. Yeah. Definitely double double your yucks while you're doing it. Those kids, oh they're smart. There's a, there's a lot of wisdom in that show. Brad, oh Big Bang follows last year's Batman slots. The the lingo and just the phrasing of things in here is weird. And the Wonder Wheel line. So there's a there's a Big Bang Theory slot and a Batman slot and something called the Wonder Wheel line. Okay. With three mechanical reels atop the game, used to award credits and la- launch bonus events. This is the first Wonder Wheel game to have four sets of reels on the screen. You can play up to four games at once. Three Bazinga symbols bring you a wheel spin for credits or launch a free spin feature based on TV characters Penny, Sheldon, or Leonard. Or a pick'em bonus to show elements such as something called the Scavenger Vortex or the Warlords of Call. It's an audio video treat for the fans of this CBS comedy smash. Oh boy. Worst slot machine ever, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's this that's, would be a panic attack for you. Pull the wheel. What's all this weird Wonder Wheel stuff? Like, I don't even understand how this game I, is played. Who reads I, this and understands that? If you're losing your money to this machine, you deserve you deserve to lose your money. You deserve to lose all of your money to this machine. Um, how about Ellen? DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres has got one of the hottest slot machines in 2015. Oh Why you'll love it. I, uh, imagery and bonuses based on Ellen DeGeneres' daytime talk show. What? Will have you feeling like you're a part of the audience. <laughs> what? Who wants to uh, imagine, imagine in this fantastical world where you could actually be part of the audience of a talk show? The initial release of the slot includes two games, Brad. You can either play Dance Party, which is a 432 ways to win game. I think you only need one way to win. I don't know why there's 432. But you can also play something called 12 Days of Giveaway, which is a five-reel video slot with traditional play lines. Don't know what that means. This sounds terrible. I mean, you really see who the audience for slot machines is, though. I mean, really. <laughs> like... Um, there's the Mad Men slot. There's the Wizard of Oz slot called Wizard of Oz, not in Kansas anymore. That one has a little edge to it that I kind of like, to be honest. It's letting you know, look, you're not in Kansas, you're gambling. Good boy. I don't know about this at all. I don't like it. Uh, there's also a Wonder Woman slot. Uh, your Golden Lasso can rope in big bonuses in two games best based on the 1970s uh, Linda Carter TV hit. What? This is old Wonder Woman. This isn't new Wonder Woman. Alright, I I guess. Like, I, I don't... No Wonder Woman, anymore, but still. Listen, Brad, Wonder Woman already has two versions of a slot machine in a casino. There's Wonder Woman Gold and Wonder Woman Wild. Which one would you play? Uh, I mean, come on! Like, uh, if you can, if you can go Wonder Woman, go Wonder Woman Wild. Duh! I went three W's. Wonder Woman Wild. Um, uh, let's. This see. is the slot machine that's too hot for TV. Um, both have uh, a have the choice of um a free spin. You can either choose uh. More spins with fewer wilds, or fewer spins with more wilds, that just sounds crazy. Like, I don't see how one would give you more benefit over the other. It's all about just the illusion of choice to losing your money. Do I want to lose my money with more wilds or more spins? I'm losing money either way. It's just, do I get, do I get to spin more or do I get to see more flashy Wonder Woman things? Um, all the while, the Wonder Woman TV theme plays, and the video, animation, and spinning reels make it multimedia fun. That's... Brad, I want you to think of the most obscure property they could make a slot machine out of. Just throw something out. It's probably on the list, but I'm going to um, tell you what I think is one of them. Um, Mod. Mod the slot machine. <laughs> Put your money in, spin the wheel, see where all the shapes land. <laughs> that woman before you lost $300, then she won 10 bucks in the end. And then there's Ma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, suddenly there's three Ma's in a row, and you're like, ah! 
Wow. <laughs> it just continually sings that over until someone hits the mod jackpot. Yeah. I would fucking play that game. I would watch someone play that game. Alex, I feel like you're just like one step away from becoming a degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> I can get into that. No. <laughs> Don't get into you're, the mod slot machine. You're close because right. the blob kind of sounds like mod-ish. If you skew your speech. What? They made a fucking slot machine from the 1958 horror movie, The Blob. Okay, I agree it's Who weird, but in no way is that close. <laughs> no, it's not close. Not, Alex, your definition of close is not accurate. Well, close you know, really, are two things really that are close. very separated from each Dude, other. Oh, yeah, that mod, that, yeah, that, that great sitcom from the late 70s. Yeah, that was, yeah, you know, that, you know, that reminds me of uh, the 1958 movie, The Blob. You know, the monster movie about the alien blob? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that big gelatin mass that falls from the sky and consumes everything in its path. Mod. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the blob and mod. Yeah, like, blob. Oh, yeah. You remember in, like, in that the later season of Mod, like, when, like, Blob, like, was, like, a regular guest, and, like, it was, they were really angling for a spinoff because they wanted Blob to have his own TV show? Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out. The one that had a different beginning? Came from space with the appetite for buildings and cars and dogs. They call it the Blob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Blob, the Mod. Yeah, yeah. Little known sense. connection there, Brad. I, oh. Um... I don't understand who's playing the blob game. Who goes to a casino, looks around, sees Wonder Woman, first sees Wonder Woman Wild, an Ellen DeGeneres slot machine, the Wizard of Oz, and thinks, you know, I think I'm going to get some action on that blob machine. Question. If I had said anything else, would you still have said close? (laughs) (laughs) Three's company. No, not as close. Okay. Though you know there's a threes company. Oh, definitely. It's gonna be Slot the best. machine. Like I, I like a Mr. Furley. Like oh, come on. Give me I want a Don Knotts. I want Don Knotts to have his own character machine where every character Don Knotts has played is a symbol on the slot. Like yes. it spins and it stops. And if you get a, a full row of all the characters, they say something in the voice of whatever nice. character it is. Okay. Oh my gosh. Limp it. Limp it. Limp it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you get five, five, five. Guess who's going to Mount Pilot? And then like, ding, 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 yay! But I, somehow I want to see a sad Opie video when you win. I don't know why. When you win, the reward is you see sad Opie. I don't know. In my mind, like, Barney has won money to go to Mount Pilot, which means, of course, Andy's going. So now there's a sad Opie. Like, oh, dad's leaving again to go to Mount Pilot. I guess Paul's just going to leave me here with Aunt B again. Sure gets lonely, just us in the house. She's always making me do all the chores. (laughs) Okay, I just realized how weird it is that in my mind, I see Barney Five line up and say something about my pilot. And then in my mind, on one of the four screens, you see like an Andy Griffith video on. One of them just has a sad Opie, like messing with his fishing reel, like, no. Guess Pa doesn't have any time to take me fishing. (laughs) Fuck you, Ron Howard. Fuck you. Hey, here's a baseball cap. Why don't you wear this for the rest of your life, Bali? Bonus spin. Um, The last machine I'll I'll mention is the Contra machine. Because, of course, they've made a slot machine out of the hit 80s game Contra. Okay. Because, of course, where else can you go after the blob? Contra. 
Okay, Contra, closer to the blob or closer, or is, is Maud closer? Which one? Ooh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Maud. Okay, <laughs> alright, just check. Obviously. I just, I, I gotta know. <laughs> I wanna see the graph. Alex, if I just did anything else, would it, <laughs> would it have been close? <laughs> Actually, no, friend. Actually, no. Just curious. Brad, uh, one of the UK's tallest sculptures is going to allow you to slide down it. All right. Is it a slide? Yes. Well, no, the oh, sculpture yeah. the sculpture isn't necessarily a slide, oh. um, but there's a slide within the sculpture. Oh. The tower sculpture is 375 feet tall, making it the tallest sculpture in the UK. Um, let's see. The blah, 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 blah. It's the descent takes 40 seconds, meaning that you're traveling about 40, uh, not 40, 14 feet a second or 15 miles an hour. 15 miles per hour down a slide that's 370 something feet in the air, I think would be terrifying. Um, and then the, Brad, in the summer, it just burns you all the way down. Oh, God. Yeah. You come down and you're just raw. Your bottom yeah, you of just, your legs and your rear end are just raw. It's your just, just a trail of blood. Trail of blood. <gasps> Um, best fifteen dollars you'll ever spend in your life. I'm assuming. Well, actually, it's twenty three. It's eight dollars to actually go on the ride, but it's fifteen dollars to get into the tower. So how else do you get out of the tower? Like, do you climb the tower and it's like, all right, you got to jump. You didn't pay your eight dollars, or do they get to the top and you have like, hey, you get eight bucks, or you can't go down the slide? I don't know. But I think if anyone's in the UK, please go to this tower and tell us about it because I'm Claire, interested. Claire, please go Claire, to the tower. Claire, will you please go to the tower? We need Clearly, to know. When you finish editing out all the offensive things Alex has said in this episode, which I need you to do, by the way, just just get in there and edit them out. Um, and then just go. Will we please go to the tower? It opens in the spring of 2016, so you have time. You have time to prepare yourself because I don't know. Now, Brad, I don't know if you've ever, you've never been to a water park, correct? Have a what? Have you ever been to a water park? No. All right. That's gross. Any, That's anytime so gross. I've gone down a slide at a water park, I have seen many, many times it malfunction. Okay, to say malfunction, you gain so much force going down it that I've seen people almost fly out of these slides. If you're putting a big slide like that up that tall in the sky and have people go down it at 15 miles per hour, people will fall out. People are going to careen off of this thing. It can't be a good idea. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Claire, be careful. Careful. I mean, careful. tell us about your story. I would love you to sneak a camera on there and just, like, go down the descent. It's 40 seconds long. But be careful. Careful. <laughs> I'm still reeling from the, uh, the Pez movie. That is brilliant <laughs> yeah. and terrifying. Isn't it, though? Ugh. Brad, how far is too far to protect your memories? Um, I mean, which ones? That's an open. I mean, that's that is kind of obviously a leading question. And I it's mean, a little I'd, 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 I'd murder some people for some of my memories. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. Would you? Huh? If, um, if like some asshole was trying to make a bagel sandwich and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm stealing your memories," I'd be like, "Nope, murder." <laughs> that's very specific. Um. Brad, mm. there's been some research. 
Okay. And there seems to be some evidence that tapeworms are memory stealers? No, actually okay. help you retain memory. Oh. Okay. So what they did um, was they took a bunch of mice, obviously, nature's uh, experiment, creature of choice, and they infected some of them with tapeworms, a certain type of, like, rodent tapeworm, and others they just didn't. They put them in a maze, let them have fun, learn the maze, then they put them back in the maze and shocked the fuck out of them, terrified them, took them out, and then doped them up with drugs after they had a learned fear of the maze. Mm -hmm. And they doped them up with a certain type of drug. It was actually some sort of bacteria that caused inflation in the head and kind of like a wooziness. Basically, to try to wipe their memory. The ones with the tapeworm, all of them, once they put back in the maze, were terrified. Just like, fuck the maze, the maze! But a lot of the ones that didn't have the tapeworm didn't remember the maze. And they're thinking that the tapeworm was the thing that helped them. Now, they're not 100% sure why the tapeworm did it, but it is an interesting coincidence. Maybe when your life is the point where you realize you have a tapeworm, you're like, oh, man, the thing I've got now is my memories. Because, fuck, I have a tapeworm. This is disgusting. It's pretty gross. At least I've got my memories. My question is... Will kids use this for cheating in the future? I know that's a huge leap. Well, why not? Let's say that the tapeworms in humans, and there's no evidence for this yet, but let's just say, if mice happens in mice, help can give you an edge in memory. So let's say you need to go in and ace the SAT. Um, um, here's I just what's can't, re- I just can't remember this. I need a tapeworm. I need a tapeworm. First, also, they're going to be really skinny. Um, uh-huh. you'll, lo- you'll drop that 50 pounds you wanted, by the holidays with a tapeworm. Also, you're going to remember everything. Like, not even a drug that messes with your neurons (laughs) is going to make you forget this. You'll never forget with a tapeworm. You're going to look good for a while. For a while. Then you're going to get a little bony. Yeah, I feel like there's better options. I feel there's the options of uh, looking at someone else's paper, um, writing secret notes for yourself, um, pills... Like, so many better things than tapeworm. So you're thinking, like, for the movie Memento, like, it's better to have tattoos of memories that jog your memory than it is to have a tapeworm. Yes. Or just, like, you know, maybe forget. Maybe forget. Because, like, <laughs> like, I mean, Look. there's a lot of bullshit. Like, there's something, just, you're probably better off forgetting. Like, uh, yeah. Sometimes a memory pops up and you're like, oh, no, that was a thing that happened. Oh no! <laughs> Just forget, cause, cause I, I don't, I don't need to rem- remember the shocks I got in the maze. Like, how about I just remember like how great the cheese was, like at the end of the maze. Let's forget about the shock part. You forget, you're supposed to forget about the shock parts. You are. Forget about the shocks. Just look. It's cool. We don't need tapeworms. We never have needed tapeworms. They're parasites tape- for a reason. What if tapeworms just help you remember terrible things? What if we all have tapeworms, and the only way to really forget anything is to get rid of them? And you know how to get rid of a tapeworm. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. 
it's really invigorating to get one of those big pezzes mm. out, you know? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it feels like vomiting like, oh. up a concrete block, though, through your throat. It's terrible. Oh, it's so gritty. I mean, it's freeing, but fuck. Oh. Brad, the Japanese are at it again with a snack food. That is also what disgusting. Done? What have they done? What did they do this time? They have made rice crackers out of giant isopods from the bottom of the ocean. Gross. An isopod is a crustacean that looks like a roly-poly, but is fucking huge and red. Like, it looks like a giant roly-poly. It looks like something out of a nightmare. They're fucking huge. Imagine a small cat. That's how big a roly-poly is on the bottom of the ocean that's red. And they're taking these and eating them. I don't think no. I'm on board with this. No. No. Not Guys, okay. don't look it up. It, it's nightmare fuel. Don't do Why it. Why do we... It's, it's, it really is like a horror movie-sized insect. Granted, it's more akin to like a crab or like a lobster, but nope. Nope. Alex? They can go up to... You know what America's up? doing? What? America's doing... Caramel Popcorn Crunch, Captain Crunch cereal. No fucking way. That box is beautiful. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad has just brought onto uh, the screen that connects us during podcasting a new flavor of Captain Crunch cereal called Caramel Popcorn Crunch. That was my best Captain Crunch voice. It was was pretty good. Captain Crunch definitely doesn't have a tapeworm in him because I don't. That voice does not make it sound like he remembers a lot of anything. No. Go ahead. How, how upsetting was that voice? I did not remember Captain Crunch sounding like that. I'm Captain Crunch. Oh, well. Let me fight the soggies. Ah, uh, you soggies! I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm Captain Crunch. <laughs> uh, have you had uh, that cereal yet? Because if I saw that in mm. the marketplace, I would buy it immediately. All berries didn't get me because I've had berries. Hey, Jonathan, oh, this, one, this is for you. Oh, oh boy. Mmm. What's it taste like? Does it taste like caramel popcorn? Yes. I mean, what else would you expect? My guess is it just the Captain Crunch base with popcorn flavor? Tastes like um. I mean, it tastes like a caramel corn cereal. Would you recommend it? Brad, how does it taste? How is that? Is it good? If you like caramel popcorn-flavored corn cereal, uh, you might enjoy it. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, anyone listening that's an adult could make that decision for themselves. Is it good? Shut up. Here's my question to you, Not a valid question. Here's my question to you that may be valid. Hmm. What do you think about it? Like, do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Sure. Nice. It's fine. It's nice. fine. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what one expects. Like, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a cereal connoisseur like you, Alex. I don't like, like I, I feel like I, it's a bit much. I feel like I would be happier with a bran flake, obviously. Oh yeah, bran flakes are straight up classic. But if you just want like a, you know, a sweet, uh, um, you know, desserty cereal, then it's a fine one to go with. And it's not from the bottom of the ocean, Japan. Yeah, most of the time when people fish these or find these creatures in their nets, they freak the fuck out because they're gross-looking and scary, and they just throw them back in the water where monsters go to live, I guess. 
Hey, Alex, there's some trivia on the back of this box. Oh! Did you know that caramel popcorn was first introduced at the World's Columbian Exhibition in 1893? Whoa, that's awesome. Did you know that popcorn is the only type of corn that will pop? <laughs> yeah, probably, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why we call it popcorn. Yeah. How high can popcorn kernels pop? Up to one to three feet in the air. I believe it. Um, we've seen the poppery too do better than one to three feet. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, obviously. So, Terminator technology can uh, beat your estimates, Captain. I really want to see like a Sci-Fi Channel movie have a tornado that is on fire that pops popcorn and terrorizes people. Not outside the realm of possibility. We'll get on that. Did you say we'll get on that? Yeah, we'll get on that. We'll get on it. Hey, Alex. What up? It's time to help some people and play some giving advice, the game. Yay! Alex, listen, we're, we're, we're in a new level now. Listen, we've helped Mormons. We've, we've tried to do everything we can for the Mormons. We're taking a break from the Mormons. Mormons, help yourselves. Um, listen to our back catalog. I don't think you've been listening. So we're going to some new people. Mm. Um, we're delving into Reddit. Which is a new yeah. adventure for me. Um, again, I never got into Reddit, but all of a sudden I find myself on Reddit um, looking up things, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I can see how I could kill some time on this website. So what I've I've saved some items, uh, um, and uh, I think we'll go back to paranormal. I think I like starting with them. They they definitely need our help. So from the paranormal um, paranormal section here. Um, very unusual story slash question. Hi, I'm just a Joycey. Hi, all. About I'm a seven. Joycey? Joycey. J O J O I S E Y. Joycey. Hmm. Gross. Get a new Super name. Gross. Um. Hi, all. About seven years ago, my family moved into an old Civil War era house. At one point, <laughs> like okay, so many civil things. Civil War so house, many, yeah, a civil war. You know when they were just building houses. They they built a lot of houses during the Civil War. Yeah, um, this you know, was a lot the of, test of time. Yeah, definitely. Um, at one point, there were slaves who lived in the basement of the house. Well, I think you're talking about pre-Civil War then. <laughs> I always got an uncomfortable feeling in that house. I always felt as if I was being watched. The first strange event happened during the first summer we lived there, and we had relatives visiting. My aunt and uncle... Oh, God, how long is this? Okay, not that bad. My aunt and uncle stayed in a sunroom that we converted into a bedroom. Already chilling. In the middle of the night, they said the door into the living room unlatched and opened. That morning, they woke up to a big black dog staring in their window. Oh, None terrifying. of our neighbors had a black dog, and we only had a few neighbors. None of them had a black <laughs> dog. <laughs> it was definitely whispered. Are you sure it wasn't in, like, quotation marks? Hmm. In, like, a weaker color? Like a gray? I slept directly above where the slaves were kept in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose? Hmm. Like, you decided... I decided to sleep in the place, the chamber... <laughs> Right above where the slaves were kept. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Panther times. Panther times and knocking things over. Could it be a ghost? <laughs> ah, what's behind you? 
I would give anything if Emily, like, had on, like, a like a ghost outfit and just ran at the camera right now. That would be amazing. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. We gotta get to this. So this woman decided um, to sleep I, above, of her own volition, above the... I, I slept directly above where the slaves were kept in the basement, but on the second floor. I got violently sick that fall, which was odd because I rarely get sick. And when I do, it is nothing more than sinus congestion. Things got really weird that winter. So, so far, like, you had an aunt and uncle that, like, the door came unlocked and you got sick one fall. Okay, cool. Um, which you things, normal, which normally happens, but this happened to be a particular, a particularly hard bout things, of, uh... Things got really weird that winter. I was in my room playing video games and I was called for dinner. Shocking already. When I returned upstairs, the window next to my computer was swung wide open. Mind you, it is snowing and freezing outside. I didn't think anything about it at the time. Probably because it's a window. They open. Um, because I don't typically entertain the supernatural. Um, Alright, <laughs> you're on the right track then. <laughs> right before my family decided to move, we all went out to dinner. Every door was locked, and all the windows were latched. When we got home, every window in the house was open. We, period, moved soon thereafter. <laughs> period. Don't know why there was that extra. Hmm. Since my experiences <laughs> in that house... Wait a minute. When we got home, we... <laughs> like, I'm trying to even fathom how that works. We... Moved soon thereafter. Since my experiences in that house, I've, I've never felt the same. On occasion, late at night, and with nobody around, I feel as if I'm being watched. Two years ago, I was at my ex's house. I woke mid-nap, and I couldn't move my body, and there was a dark figure standing <laughs> whoa, 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 in the whoa, door. Whoa, 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 Wait, you were at your ex's house? Yeah. Why were you no. at your ex's house, and suddenly Take, you're drugged and... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking a nap at your ex's Look, house? I see you're not taking, together. We're not together anymore. He let me take a nap. I woke up, couldn't move. He gave me a drink. There was a dark figure in the door. Okay. About his height. Mm. I've read about this phenomenon before. But what stood out to me was it started to walk towards me and my eyes rolled back into the back of my head. I found out that my ex's sister committed suicide in the exact same place where I saw the figure. So, okay, what do you get? A suicide ghost or have you got slave ghosts? Which is it? Which is it? She's just uh. attracted to the paranormal, man. They find her. After a very emotionally charged breakup and moving back into my parents... Oh, so maybe they okay. broke up because of the ghosts. She was still with him. Mm. It wasn't like this was her ex's house and she went there to take a nap, which is very makes much, weird. Makes much more sense. It's very bizarre. It makes more sense if they're together. I was sleeping in the spare bedroom in the basement of the new house when I woke up to a strange noise. I woke up at 3 o'clock to the sound of very deep panting and a scratching sound. I thought nothing of it and fell back asleep. Well, think something of it. Why didn't you think yeah. anything of it? Nah, it's probably nothing. For the next three months, I had extremely violent night terrors where I was attacked by a man who was a black shade. Racist. Wait, Read, read that again. I'm sorry. I was hearing a strange noise here in uh, the Ramjack studio, and for a moment it sounded like 
high pitched wind coming through something, but someone's drilling something outside. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. For the next three months, I had extremely violent night terrors where I was attacked by a man who was a black shade. <laughs> you mean he's black? He's right. Ra- that, that's a racist. <laughs> racist. That's racist. <laughs> I hardly ever. I hardly ever remember my dreams. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you remember this one about the black shade? Hmm. Racial. Until I got a tapeworm, I didn't remember anything. I'm curious if living in that house made me hypersensitive to the supernatural. Or, uh, supernatural, comma, or, comma, if for whatever reason, comma, I am especially vulnerable when I am sick of depressed. Has, any, has anybody had experiences like this? Has anyone had experiences wow. of being a racist lunatic? Could, could the chance, could the choice to sleep above the very place that slaves were held, mm. not died, I mean, we, we don't have no, there's no evidence that they died there, they just lived live there. there. Yeah. Could that mean that she's now attuned to the paranormal mm. frequencies? Hmm. And if that's the case, if there are slaves living with you, do you suddenly become more attuned to paranormal? Because again... They didn't die there that we know of, right? She didn't say that in the story. They That's just, not what she said, no. They slept in the chamber below where she was. Correct. Which makes no sense as to why that would... Unless they died, maybe? Well, it doesn't... Okay, it doesn't make sense any way you look at it, but trying to follow her logic. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know, Brad. What do you think? I think grow up, shut up. Grow up and shut up. Um... First off, I would say I'm not 100% sure convinced that she went to her ex ho- ex's house for a nap after they broke up or before. Yeah, I'm because the either. way she phrased that and the tense around all the sentences and stuff makes me yeah. wonder if she knows if it's the present or past. True. Is she disjointed from time or is she just disjointed mm. from the physical realm? Mm. I don't know because mm. your wording is weird. But don't don't first first things first, never go to your ex's house to take a nap. That's solid advice. Solid advice. Like, either take a nap in your own place or with a current partner. Never no. never with an ex. Never with an ex. Ring hey, Miranda. Um, <laughs> I know it's been a while, but can I just, like, take a little snooze out on your couch? Thanks. Oh, is this your new boyfriend? Hi. Robert, is it? Robert? <laughs> nice to meet you, Robert. Um, <clears throat> I am just tuckered out. Yeah, I'm not. So, just pretend I'm not here. I'm just on the couch. You it's just cool. like turn the TV down a little bit. Just turn it down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ah, thank you. Night night. <laughs> a black shade. I can't move. There's a black shade moving toward me. Oh God. He's probably got a gun. Why do you think all black shades have guns? Racist. Racist. That's that's racist toward. Toward. No, no, no. No, I used I used to live over a room where slaves were. What? (laughs) Where they used to be. You know. (laughs) I lived over a place where slaves were. (laughs) Wait, like modern day slaves? No, 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 no. no. Like uh, like Civil War, Civil War times. Uh Oh. You know. Okay. Wait, during the Civil War, like our antebellum, or like what are you talking about? Ah, Civil War times. I think it made me attuned to the spiritual world. Or attuned to shades. 
That's racist. Stop, lady. Listen, you're racist and you got sick one fall. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not ghosts. Grow up and shut up. This doesn't make any sense. That's... See, this is just ridiculousness and silliness. Like, all of those things that this person is trying to connect in their head to kind of tell a story, first off, is nowhere near as interesting as the Salt Circle story we had last week. Like, that thing was pretty fucking awesome. Well, 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 I've got another one for you, Alex. All right, cool. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, now, keep in mind, we're still in the uh, paranormal section here, but uh, weird encounters with my uncle. Um, this is from... <laughs> L Dowdy 520. Hi guys, I'm just an L Dowdy 520. My dad told me this story a couple years back, and I thought it'd be an interesting story for this thread. Michael died in 2008 after falling off a ladder. My mom, dad, and I see we really need an Oxford. We got a real Oxford a comma situation here. Wait, but did the uncle tell her this story, or did the dad tell her this story? My, my dad told me this story okay, a couple just years sure. back. Yeah. My mom, dad and I were heading down to Seattle. See, it should be my mom, dad, comma. It's really, like Oxford commas, people. My mom, dad and I were heading down to Seattle, where my brother was attending university to go have lunch and spend time in the city. On our way, my grandma called my dad and told us that my uncle was in the hospital. Why is your dad telling you this story? You were part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't have my tapeworm yet. Oh, boy. Yeah. My grandma called my dad and told us that my uncle was in the hospital, and it seemed doubtful that he would survive. So after picking up my brother, we headed down to the hospital to say our final goodbyes. Fast forward a couple of days, my dad at his automotive repair shop with my mom to work on some things on his computer. Coincidentally, their shop is haunted by some railroad spirits. But that's <laughs> so matter of factly, story. out that's of a, nowhere, out of nowhere. Yeah, but that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different. That's unrelated ah. thing. I'll get. I'll put railroad that on another spirits. Reddit. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> railroad spirits. Uh, you know, slave spirits. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, railroad. <laughs> that's a different story. Anyways, they were they were in the store by themselves. Suddenly. My dad's computer screen went completely white. And at first my mom and dad thought it was just glitching out, which it did often. But here comes the weird part. I love somebody writing, here comes the weird part. <laughs> Why did you write those Look, sentences? I'm preparing here you. This is going to be kind of weird. But here comes the weird part, period. A bunch of random text showed up on the... Sh a bunch of random text showed up on the screen. As if someone was trying to communicate with them but couldn't form words. Was, was your uncle illiterate? <laughs> was your uncle a, a dummy? A bunch of weird words came up as if it was trying to communicate but couldn't form proper sentences or words. So you got that or the computer rebooted. <laughs> or you've got a retarded ghostwriter. <gasps> Ooh, sometimes the ghostwriter is not going to help out too much mm. with mystery solving. It's just now, kind of a hindrance, mind, we're, really. We're talking, we're talking about the one that helps kids with word mysteries, not not the spirit of vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Again, want to keep that straight. Um, yeah, yeah. This, then the screen goes black before loading the Stevens Hospital website. My dad had never visited that website, and it was the hospital where my uncle had died. Any thoughts about this? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. Never happened. 
the computer monitor could have shorted. I mean, the program could have taken it. It could be a virus. Who knows? It's like, could have done a hard reset, and suddenly you were seeing uh, just basic command line. I mean, yeah, bio you know, stuff. I mean, it could be a lot of things. You're, Why you're did you monitor, jump to Ghost? The monitor glitched out, and then you saw a hospital website, and that happens to be the website where your uncle died a couple of days before. Uh, what? Did someone look at that? Did someone search that on their in their web browser and then the monitor glitched and then suddenly that browser window came back up because they never closed it and they were researching the hospital? Okay, here's what's happening. Your dad um, had, had been on that we- website um, just trying to find out some information about something, about his brother yeah, yeah. who just died there. Um, maybe like looking at some, like trying to figure out some billing. Like, ah, do we have to pay this? Like, ah, he's dead. I don't want to pay his bills. Ah, fucking hell. What do I... This is a hassle. Um, uh, but then he started looking at some porn, and then his wife came in, and he's like, ah, I'm gonna make it go away! And he hits something crazy, and, like, she's like, what's happening with the monitor? I don't know. It must be a ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the website of the hospital. What? Must be a ghost. Why aren't you wearing pants? Ghost! The ghost... <gasps> oh, my God. On. It's worse than I thought. Ah, the ghost... I... Ghost boner. Ah, who knew? <laughs> A ghost boner, you say? I must... Ah, I can't believe this ghost was... Was... Oh, boy. These... These tricky spirits. These tricky spirits, they'll get you. Let me tell you, I've always suspected that in the basement, slaves used to live there. What does that have to do with your weirdo erection? You know, in... You know, in uh, Civil War times, below this automotive shop, there were slaves kept there. That's where they lived. Because <laughs> back then it was a, uh, it was one of those carriage shops, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then the ghost came, and I. Does your carriage need a realignment? <laughs> well, we have slaves in the basement. <laughs> they live there. That's where they live. Honey, it must be those. It must be the fact that the slaves lived under this place. <laughs> that I have a ghost boner, and that the website suddenly, suddenly it's a place where our uncle. Oh my god. Who knew? I I don't even know how to help these people. Like, how do you tell someone to get a sobering dose of reality? Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you impose that on someone? Grow up and shut up. It didn't happen. It just didn't didn't happen. happen. It didn't happen. Um, Alex, I've got one more paranormal one. This is a real short one. Okay, Um, okay, okay. This is from the Blue Shift. Um, white drips is the is the subject. White drips question mark. Blue shifts and white drips. Hi, I'm just the Blue Shift. I have a friend who recently had a baby, Uh-oh. and ever since then she's been having some experiences in her home. Most notably, she is seeing white drips often and distinctly. I feel like I've heard of this before. And I've also heard that new births can be a catalyst for this activity. Does anyone have any information on this phenomenon? What the fuck is a white drip? It's a white drip, Alex. She's got white drips in her home. And they're just people who are white that are just drippy. Like, nah. Well, if you follow the comments down, um, they clarify. To clarify, these are white drips from the ceiling indoors. She says they look like white. Not really glowing or anything. Not like light. Like if you saw water, uh, white water dripping. You mean cloudy, polluted water dripping? That's like a ghost phenomenon? Is it like ectoplasm? Mm. 
What, oh my god, Alex. Alex, what if there were slaves that lived above her? And they're just like, and they are, they, what if they are just like furiously masturbating? Oh my. They're ghost boners. Oh. Huh. What if it's ghost semen? What if it's ghost semen? Look, I've always suspected that in this house, there could have been slaves living in the attic. Did they die there? I don't know. But they, they may have lived, lived there at one time. They just lived there. And now I've seen white drips all over the house. Ever since, ever since this baby came along. Ever since this baby came along. What if this baby is the vessel for Vigo the Carpathian? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Hmm? He's Vigo! I return with the river of blood. <laughs> it's like, alright Vigo, calm it down. <laughs> that could be it. What if you got Vigo the Carpathian coming back in your house with his baby? Hmm. It could happen. It could happen. It could, it could happen in a heartbeat. I don't even think Vigo the Carpathian was like a real thing. No. I think they just made it up. I don't think Carpathian is think, a thing. Who do you think is going to be the villain in the new Ghostbusters movie? Do you think they're going to bring back Vigo or are they going to bring back Gozer? Or is it something new? Maybe it's just going to be some ghosts. Maybe you're just going to take it to basics. It's just going to be some ghosts. There's going to be just some ghosts. Maybe some slaves living in the basement or the attic of a house. be some basement slaves. Get some classic white drips going on here. Now, what the oh no, it's the Scalari brothers. <laughs> Don't bring back the Scalari brothers. <laughs> the worst. Oh no. <laughs> Those things were terrifying, by the way. What's the scariest creature in the Ghostbusters movies? Mm. It might be the Scalari brothers because they're just so deformed and like creepy. No, it's it's Dan Aykroyd Vigo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, that's scary. It's, it's like as That'll scary as Dan Aykroyd, but with like Vigo makeup. Mm-mm, no, Mm-mm. it's like what Dan Aykroyd looks like now. <laughs> Holy shit! He oh. turned into Vigo. Someone's oh, gonna check boy. up on him. Did someone check up on Dan Aykroyd to make sure he's okay? No, it's cool. He's just he's he's just like eating buckets of chicken and writing his new Ghostbusters film. So he's still working on that. So they're going to do a reboot of the one with ladies. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to do a spin-off of that that's all dudes. Why are we doing this weird sexist thing of like, you know, the girls have an all-girl Ghostbusters, let's do an all-dudes Ghostbusters. That's weird, right? Well, you know, Dan Aykroyd's Well, Dan Aykroyd's working on the script, you know, for like the original Ghostbusters, so, you know, that's going to that's still going to be a thing too. He's just working on He's but you know, he's been working on it for, you know, you know, like 20 years, so he's He's, it's almost ready, though. He's got it. It's gonna happen. He's just when he's when he's not um like you know making crystal vodka or like talking about aliens. Uh, he's working on that script, just plugging away. It's up to nine thousand pages at this point. He's just gonna cut a few things and add a couple more. <laughs> cut a few. Add a lot. There's a lot of story he's got to tell. Yeah, we really I'm surprised gotta... how complex like. What happens to Egon later on? Oh, you, well, I mean, well, at least like three hours of, of the film is just like explaining how the containment uh, um, 
works now. Um, they were investing in a lot of green energy. Um, you really got a lot of details on that, so it's going to be a really good movie. Really great movie. Yeah, Walter Peck comes back, and then they basically explain to him, because that's one of the things in the first one, that was environmental hazard. Mm-hmm. He found a way to make it green. So when Walter Peck comes back, I've got you, because he's old now. They're mm-hmm. like, guess what, Peck? No, you don't. It's all green. What? And then yeah, yeah like you yeah. said, and then like another thirty. I, I like the way you summarize that, but I, I really, I think, I think you're losing a lot when you condense that from the three hours it is in the script. So let's, <laughs> let's not. I mean, it's, it's really an important part of the plot. It's at least. I mean, there's. It's at least one tenth of, of the movie. There's a lot of close calls. There's a lot of wit thrown mm. around, outsmarting of Gregory Peck. Yeah. A lot of quips. From old, uh, can't think of his huh? name off the top Which of my head. He? Fuck. Which one is he? Which one is he? Ray? Ray Stans? Oh. No, Ray Egon. Peter Vinkman? Peter Vinkman. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah, the the main villain in the new, the new Ghostbusters is just going to be, uh, Dan Aykroyd Vigo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's who it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Glad we were able to solve that problem. There you go. <laughs> That's our Ghostbuster advice. <laughs> Watch out for those white drips. Um, I. What else is next in the paranormal world? Alex, really, I've never heard of white drips. Like, no, that's something dri- totally new. Dude, you bring a new baby into your house, like, the spirits, white drips happen. I right? Guess. I guess. I don't right? know. I don't know. Um, so I just, I just want to read some more comments that flew up on Please. this. I just have a question about the white drips. Are they light? Like, small but bright light flashes? Anyway, what comes to mind when I read this is that those lights aren't bad. They're probably the baby's spiritual guide. Anyway, found myself in the realm of hard to explain what I'm thinking. Probably the baby spirit guides. Now, are they talking about... Because these are crazy people. Let's let's not brush that aside. Uh, well, well um, uh, Now, are they talking about what kind of realm were they in? The realm of not being able to explain themselves? Now, yeah. to them, is that an actual realm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I went into my closet. There used to be some slaves here. I went through. Now I've pierced the dimensional veil, and now I'm in the realm of not being able to explain myself. So it's oh, difficult. No. I still have I've, self-service. I've been captured in the realm of not able to explain myself very well. I, this always happens when I'm at work, too. It's very embarrassing. <sighs> um, the blue shift responds, I actually asked her if she is feeling scared at all while this is happening, and she said no. It's just odd and kind of freaking her out that it maybe has something to do with the arrival of her baby. Um, and then this person responds, It most definitely does. The lights she's seeing are the baby's spiritual allies, ones from where the baby originated from. You're closest to the spiritual plane just after being born and before you die. <laughs> Obviously. What do you mean these things are coming from where the baby was before? What does that mean the drips are? And why would a ghost take on a drip like a... Weird, viscous form. They're spiritual allies from where the baby originated from. Alex, you're closest to the spiritual plane just after being born and before you die. Therefore, white drips. (laughs) Who wants weird white slime as a spiritual ally? Spiritual allies. The Ghostbusters hung out with Slimer. 
He, what is he? What is he but a, but a green drip? He's a spiritual ally who loves hot dogs. I mean, uh, sorry, maybe I'm just captured in the realm of not being able to explain myself as well as I would like, <laughs> which happens happen. very often. The, the pockets of that will follow you around. Especially when I'm on a date, which happened one time. <laughs> <laughs> I love this nerd guy, Brad. I also I love that he's trapped in a realm of not being able to explain oh, no. routinely. Not again. Not again. Why the fuck are you swatting at the air? Are you going to order something or what? I can't pierce the veils. You know what? Just, just let me get just let me get the fruit stripes. Fruit stripes gums. And and the, and, and the Dr. Pepper. Just put everything else back. Put it all back except for those two. <laughs> he loves his fruit stripe gum. <laughs> Dude, these paranormal people. It, like, I don't even know how to really approach this other than this isn't real. <laughs> Stop. Like, well, Alex, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. These people need help. help. They need help. I, d- I did pull one question just from the advice column on Reddit, which I may be going back to because there's just a lot of random things there. But okay, there's so one this person. Is, with this isn't non- paranormal, or is it? This, this well, is not paranormal. Well, we're not well, sure if it's paranormal yet. Who <laughs> knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. <clears throat> this is from Lin Lin Linifer Linifer L Y N N F E R Linfer Linfer. Hi, I'm just a linfer. Um, got roped into playing beach volleyball this weekend. Have no idea how. Got roped into playing beach volleyball this weekend, comma. Have no idea how, question mark. Anyone got any tips slash tricks, question mark? I know I'm not going to be great, but I'd like to not humiliate myself. Alex, help linfer. <laughs> do, do you have any beach volleyball tips and tricks? Tips and tricks. I mean, tips are easy, but what kind of fucking tricks can you pull on a volleyball course? Oh, uh... (laughs) Come on, Alex. First things first, you want to bring at least four crystals to put at each edge Mm -hmm. of your side of the volleyball court to make sure that you don't get trapped in the realm of not being able to explain yourself. (laughs) Because communication is important. Oh no, team, I'm trapped. I'm trapped again. I'm trapped in the realm of not being able to explain myself very clearly. Oh no! Why aren't you serving the ball? It's oh, your turn no. to serve. I'm trapped in the realm of not being able to serve the ball. Oh no, I just gonna, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go off to the side and have some fruit stripes and just like try to find my center of being and see if I can make it way, my way back onto the plane of existence. Oh god. It- in my mind, this guy, when he says he's going to have some fruit stripes, he eats them. He doesn't chew the gum. He just straight up eats whatever he is. Oh, I just have one stripe and two stripes. Three stripes makes you fine. <laughs> one stripe, two stripes, three stripes makes you fine. One, one stripe, I'm getting a little stronger. Two stripes, I'm almost there. Three, three stripes, eat it, and I'm fine. Eat it, and I'm fine. Three stripes, and I'm fine. For someone to fucking eat gum. Oh boy. I mean, it even happened with fruit stripes. Mmm, true, true. Holy shit. Um, um, listen, when you play in beach volleyball, um, here's some, here's a trick for you. All right, when you, when you, oh, you, okay, 
You, you go down to get the ball, get a handful of sand, throw it in your opponent's eyes. <laughs> Whoa! That's a trick. Playing dirty. That's a trick. Playing dirty. That works. Um, you should also just have sand on your hands at all times, so if you jump up and try to spike a ball, when you hit the ball, the sand goes off of, like, just flies from your hands out. Nice. And that's going to that's going to go into their eyes also. And that'll also train them to, like, close their eyes whenever you hit the ball because they'll associate ah. that sound with sand coming to you. And suddenly they're closing their eyes and they're missing the ball. I like it. I and like you are it. getting all the points. Nice. That's a good trick. That's, That's a good okay. trick. I like What's tricks better trick? than tips. T- tricks are much better than tips. All right. Oh, wait. Here's a, here's a tip, though. It's important to limber up before you play. Oh. Maybe get everyone together and do um, a quick exercise. Um, and you want to make sure you go through the motions of, like, volleying and serving. Let's um, get another trick. Let's get to a trick. Wait, wait. Uh, aside from that, um, I, I want to follow up your tip with a trick. Um, oh. People on your team will limber up. Other Don't don't invite the other team to limber no, up. No, 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 no. You guys stretch it out. Like, don't let the other ones know that you're stretching. Hmm, you don't want them stretch. to be limber. You don't want them to be limber. You'd be surprised how you can stretch without looking like you're stretching. Mm. you got to find that. You also need to distract the other team. That's another trick. Secret stretches. I like it. Secret stretches. Okay. All right. Here. Okay. Here's 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 another trick. Um. Listen. All right. Hopefully, stay stake out the side of of the net that you're gonna be on. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the net, just like you know, like hey, put some rocks. Put some rocks in the sand. Just barely covered. Um. How about some dog feces? Whatever you need <laughs> to do to like ruin their game. Like, just random things. And that'll happen. I've played sand volleyball before, and if you come down on a rock or you hit a rock, it isn't comfortable. Yeah. Maybe somebody tricked you. Hmm. You got, You also got to watch out for tricks. Yeah, go through, make, bring, like, uh, bring a rake. Check the sand before, on your side, to make sure, make sure they haven't tricked you. You, you don't want to be the one with egg on your face. Hmm, that could happen. Hmm. That could happen. Here's a tip. Be prepared for tricks. <laughs> Always be leery of tricks that could come at any moment mm, from maybe, any direction. Maybe somebody offers you some fruit stripe gum. Maybe it's not fruit stripe gum at all. Mmm, trick. It could be lies. Mmm. It could be juicy fruit. Oh! Are, are, are one of those terrible gums that like dissolves in your mouth like after like 20 minutes and is just like gross and awful? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I can't name any of those off the top of my head. But I do know they exist. Mainly yeah. just cheap gum, right? Ugh, terrible. Just like dissolving into like, ugh. And then it's yeah. like, I, see, how do I? How do I? Where do I spit this out? Because it's some of it's still gum consistency, so I don't want to just spit it in the ground. Oh, I gotta go oh, find no, a you, garbage can somewhere. Ugh. No, no, you distract the other team, and uh-huh. then you spit it on their side. Because I can't think uh, of anything nice. grosser than having your bare feet and sand touch. Ugh, what's on my foot? Uh, that's gonna unsettle someone for at least three rounds. I'm I'm still processing the idea you're talking about your bare feet in the sand. What the <laughs> fuck? No. That's how you never. play sand volleyball, friend. No, it's not. No, yes, it's it not. Yeah. No. There's you, not. You there's not wear shoes on sand like that. It is tough. You can't you're be gonna, an adult you're be in the world not wearing shoes. You no. Can't do it. Not allowed. You're an adult human. You wear shoes in the world. You're in sand. Fuck yes, you're wearing shoes. Definitely. Something. You gotta put something on those feet. Cannot. Whoa. 
Nature's toilet. That's what the ground is. Don't. Right, tip. Always be wearing shoes. You take your shoes off when you're in the shower, and as you sit down on the edge of your bed, about to put your feet in the bed. Always wear shoes. Always. That's just a good life tip. I mean, always. A lot of people take their shoes off when they go into a house. Okay, not my bag. I like to have shoes on. I like to have a protection on my feet. I need to know that if I need to run, for whatever reason, I can. If I was in a scenario where I knew I was going to a house that was like a no-shoes house, I would just I would buy a brand new pair of shoes, carry them with me, take my shoes off, and put those new, brand new, clean shoes on. Because they, a lot of people say, hey, you can't wear shoes in this house because they don't want to track mud in. You're right. taking away that excuse. My question then exactly. is what if they just really don't want you to wear shoes in the house? What do they do at that point? What if they insisted? No, I'm sorry, no shoes. No, I just, I just bought these. No. Get out of it there. goes against it goes against everything that our family get out of here. But Brad, you've just got you've just arrived. Can't please can't stay. come try you're, the couscous. You're a monster. I can't be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't pay visits to monsters. Oh, where is this coming from, friend? I, I thought you Look were coming feet. over to have. Look a- at your feet. They're exposed. What's wrong with you, you fucking monster? I guess we just have different life choices, lifestyles. Yeah, your, your lifestyle has your gross, sweaty feet, like, walking around all over your house and then expecting other people to walk in that same gross sweat. No! I wish you would say no like that to everyone that you need to say no to. No! <laughs> hey, how's, the, how's that yogurt? No! What? No! No! That's awesome. <laughs> Is that good? No! Wait, wait, Alex. Oh, sorry, Alex. Let's 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 go back into the let's go into the scenario. Open the curtains, please. All right. Yog- yogurt Town, please. Oh, hi, Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Do you hear me? Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Buddy, uh, how's that yogurt? Uh, no. Oh, but I just thought I. No. But I, oh, no. No. I like that. I like that. that. There's enough in that no that's weird and creepy. <laughs> it's not nice. a normal no. It's a no that's like, ugh, something else is going on there, no. It's kind of like a no that follows um, the consumption of three strikes of uh, uh, fruit stripe bubblegum. Hmm. It's it's once you once you really once you're completely outside of that 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 realm when everything you under, when everything you say is completely understood. Hmm. No. Brad, I I have an idea for another. I don't know if it's a game or what. Okay. Let me just run it by you, and you can tell me if you want to experiment with it or not. Um. It doesn't have any complicated rules. Everyone can play. Oh, okay. I think we're all qualified. Wonderful. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't have to, like, study film for, like, a year? I have um, some editor recommendations from Amazon on books that came out, or they're coming out in August. Okay. My my idea is to read to you the back plot synopsis, Mm -hmm. and you tell me how it ends. Okay. Do you think we could experiment with this just to see what's up? Absolutely. Please tell me there's some like biographies or uh, oh, that'd be a in there. <laughs> I can find some fiction. I can find that, friend. I'll have to look in that particular section, but we'll we'll do it. First book. It's called Khan Academy. 
Ooh. Con Academy. Now, is this like um, Star Trek Con? He has an academy? <laughs> Con's Academy. It's Ricardo Montalban's Academy. Or is this like, or is this like a, a no good, dirty con man? Or is um, this Con Air with Nicolas Cage? Oh. Let's read and find out. Okay. It's a senior year. And Will has conned his way into one of the country's most elite prep schools. <laughs> Maybe he just studied. <laughs> it's a real con game. Cracking the books. Yeah, cracking the books, laying down some facts. It's a real yeah, con. I'm in a, I'm in a real deep con. Uh, what I've been doing is studying every day, uh, doing my homework, turning it in on time. I'm a real mad boy. But he soon's run into... But he soon runs into Andrea, a fellow con artist. Oh, she also studies. With a school not big enough for the both of them, they make a bet that who can ever that whoever can con uh, the richest, most privileged student at the school out of fifty thousand dollars gets to stay at the school. So it's a con off. The first person right. to trick the richest kid in school mm. out of. I- and I think what we've learned is already these kids do not use the word con correctly. No, they don't. They don't. So I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end up like actually like performing a service uh, for the richest kid in school. So they're probably let's see. So fifty thousand dollars. That's 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 a fair salary. So um, I don't know. Maybe well, they'll, maybe they'll take up web design and like a, you know design a website for them. Uh, you know, really start like a, a brand around them. You know, marketing because um, you know we're just really just selling them and creating a, a space for them and um, and netting about fifty thousand dollars a year. Huh. Um, it's like the rich kids of Instagram thing. Like ooh. they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that set that up for the rich kids. Brad, let me let me finish this a little bit because there's oh, okay. a little bit more of the plot development. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Will uh-huh. start setting up his con, uh-huh. an online poker scam. With his uncle, shady uncle, by the way. That's mm. awesome that you're trying to help a kid con someone. Um, with his uncle, one of the best grifters in the business, but also with the unwanted help of his father. The plot thickens as Will starts falling for fellow student Gatsby, and some of Will's lies start to catch up with him. In this twisty tale of scam, secrets, lies, and deceptions, it's hard to figure out who's conning who. Hmm, love and a love con? Amateur hour. Con Academy should have <laughs> the subtitle of Amateur Hour. I want all the characters from Opportunity Knox to be characters. Like, yes. this is, like, this is like a next generation scenario. Like, his dad is Dana Carvey. <laughs> and his uncle is, um, oh, that, like, his weird, like, friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. That actually, that actually sounds like this does sound like a wonderful spinoff. I love like this is the sequel to. I love that movie so much. Um, it is, it's an amazing film, man. It's a great movie. Ah. How does it end? How does this end? This ends. Um. Um. It ends in a love con. Um. You got to right. First off, he's falling for Gatsby. Yeah. Wh- okay. What's that? What about this girl that he's got like a competition yeah. with? Like, what about Andrea? Yeah, where's it, where's it, what happened to Andrea? Like, she just fell off. Like, I'm, why don't you just make Gatsby, like, the person that's forming, like, okay, here's the con, here's the con. Gatsby was Andrea all along. Oh! 
dumb. There is no Andrea. There's only Gatsby. I would bet that Andrea slash Gatsby cons Will out of $50,000 too. Mm. She's got $100,000 at the end of this year, at the end of the semester. Mm. Hey, Will, guess what? That's, it was no, Andrea I think, the whole time. But I think that's I think that's the third act. I think that's I think we mm. find we find out that she's yeah she's up. She's got a hundred thousand dollars, all of a sudden, and but then then the love con kicks in, and that's where we're spending the the last act of the of the book, is we're just like she, he's already lost. He's she's made a hundred. Well, Gatsby's made a hundred thousand um, dollars, but then they get then they got to make that romance work. That's that's your final act. Right there. That's the final act. I actually love that. The, the book came out on August 4th, um, and um, it's recommended by an Amazon editor. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's how it ends, though. I think Definitely. Brad nailed it. De- that's definitely it. how it ends. Got it. Um, here's another one, Brad. Okay. This one is titled, Goodbye, Stranger. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's it. Um, it comes out August 4th. No, I'm kidding. Um, this brilliant novel. Wait, that's uh, that's not part of the plot synopsis. Bridge is an accident survivor who's wondering why she's still alive. Was it a bridge accident? <laughs> Emily has new curves and an oh. almost boyfriend who uh-huh. wants a certain kind of picture. Tabitha sees through everybody's games, or she, or so she tells the world. Oh, Tabitha, fuck off. Fuck off, Tabitha. The three God. girls are best friends with only one rule. No fighting. Can it get them through seventh grade? Isn't that, like... Isn't that an unspoken rule of friendship? <laughs> no fighting. Like, I mean... Like, I think it's generally avoided. Like, isn't that, like, a by necessity? Like, I, I feel it's a given for friendship. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. We've all come together. What the fuck do you want, Emily? Well, Tabitha, I think we should be friends. Not so fast, Bridge. First off, what kind of name is Bridge? Second, I think we should have one rule. What? No fighting. Okay. I mean... <laughs> the are, most basic rule ever. <laughs> maybe if your friends were mortal combatants... Um, Are you saying this is a Mortal Kombat spinoff? Like where all these people meet like if, in the. I'm just saying if you like, if like you know your hangout bro is like Sub Zero and Baraka, then maybe you have a rule: hey, no fighting, because I'm not a Mortal Combatant, and I don't want to get an ice spear in my chest, nor do I want to get sliced to ribbons, and I don't have any weird superpowers, so I am not going to be helpful in that scenario. Um. Okay. The entire synopsis of this book or I guess uh, titillating preview is a mystery okay okay let, let's learn some more about these people we've learned sure. about the three girls and their one rule not to yeah. fight. their unnecessary rule <laughs> does that mean that they're not gonna fight other people like look we're all friends and we promise not to fight anyone with uh, what if they're just like really like they're super super like peace activists like yeah, no violence, no negativity. Yeah. Like it's not fighting within their in crowd; it's fighting yeah, others at all. Outsiders. At all, yeah. And then um, once gets, and then Bridge gets drafted. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this year, everything is different for Sherman, who gets to know Bridge. What does that? What does it mean to fall in love? Wait, what does it mean to fall for a girl as a friend? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sherm. Hey, Sherm. I think dog. it means 
Hey, Sherm, take a knee, man. We need to talk. Sherm, uh, dog. Like, you've either fallen for a girl or you have a friend. Like, well, there's... There, what is this, like, fallen for... What is it? What was this name? What was it again? What? The, no, no, no. Listen, guys. What does it mean to fall for a girl as a friend? It doesn't mean anything. Those words Sherman, that's... <laughs> Sherman, Sherman, that's friendship. Sherman, fuck off. Get in the locker. <laughs> you square poindexter nerd. Get in there with Tabitha. On Valentine's Day, an unnamed high school girl struggles with a betrayal. How long can she hide? How long can she hide in plain sight? I don't understand. Who is this unnamed high school girl? Why is she unnamed? Even the book doesn't know who she is. She's a mystery. She's a legend. You know, I heard tell about a girl that was having struggles. No one knew her name or where she was. Oh, that's how just a myth. Can... Ah, fooey. I mean, how long can she hide in plain sight? Is For she a invisible? Long time? Is she a predator? Well, she's in high school. These kids are in seventh grade. I is she? Wait, is she in? Did she come from high school to hide in the seventh grade? Oh boy. I don't know. Is she a is she a predator? predator. <laughs> is it one of those scenarios where like an adult pretends to be a kid? Oh no. Brad oh, no. Each memorable character except that one <laughs> navigates the challenges of love and change in their uh in this captivating novel. You don't even know one of them's names. <laughs> Each memorable character except that one. Four weeks from now, I'll remember Bridge. Don't remember any of the others. No. I might remember Emily because that's my girlfriend's name. I've ever forgotten Tabitha. Tabitha and Sherman. Sherman. Fuck They're in Sherman. a locker and just fuck them. Ugh. What does it mean to fall for a girl as a friend? It doesn't mean anything. Sherman. Sherman. Why do you keep saying nonsense? It doesn't fucking God. mean anything. Here's what's going to happen to Sherman. Like... At some point in college, he's going to flip out and start buying guns. That's what's going to happen to Sherman. He's going to find himself on a men's rights forum. Why couldn't she just fall for me as a friend? That's all I wanted. Oh, fucking bitches. God, all these fucking tease bitches, whores. Grr. Oh, oh. <laughs> Calm down, Sherman. 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 Come with, Sherman, come with me. <laughs> you just, you've just found yourself trapped. It's okay, can, it's okay, it's okay. I can help you through this, Sherman. <laughs> Here, what? have some fruit stripe. Just eat it up. What? Eat one, eat okay. two, eat three. Is it good? It is good. It is good. Yes. All right, okay, welcome back. <laughs> okay, I think we got it. And I think I've made a friend. <laughs> what does it mean to fall for a boy as a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! It's so weird. I found someone else to enjoy the this gum as much as I do. What does that mean? Could <laughs> this be what my mother told me with friendship? <laughs> Your voice is—it's going—it's going further into bullwinkle territory and closer <laughs> and farther into youth and lacing my face. <laughs> <laughs> this that character is the one that's hiding from high school yes. in the seventh grade class. Well, well, well. <laughs> Tabitha, Emily, Bridge, Sherman, you've 
Maybe he maybe. <laughs> Amazing. Brad. <laughs> I need to find a nonfiction book. Can you give me just a second? Yes. Can I make a startling admission? Yeah. I've been following the wrong Bernie Sanders on Twitter. Nice. There's like a there's like a not real Bern, not like the official Bernie Sanders, but it was like verified. So I don't know what that shit's about. Hmm. Um, but I saw this thing that, that apparently Bernie Sanders was like uh, live tweeting the debate last night, and I was like, I didn't see any of that. And then I find out I'm following like an, another Bernie Sanders account. So, huh? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Can fucking Bill O'Reilly stop making books about killing people? No, not until they're all dead. Uh, Jonathan, Bill O'Reilly just wrote a book, or released a book, or will be releasing September 22nd, Killing Reagan. Ugh. Oh, killing Reagan. I can't do a Jonathan. I can't do Jonathan doing I, Reagan. I, I thought you were going to say Killing Dave Coulier. <laughs> uh, killing Dave Coulier. <laughs> All right, Brad, we've moved from fiction to nonfiction. Okay. We know how it ended. For everyone else, poor Bridge. Um, now I want you to tell me how this will end. This is a non-fiction biography called You're Never Weird on the Internet. Almost. The internet isn't all cat videos, Brad. There's also Felicia Day. Violinist, filmmaker, internet entrepreneur, compulsive gamer, hoagie specialist, and former lonely homeschool girl who ever overcame who overcame her isolated childhood to become the ruler of a new world. Is this fiction or not? <laughs> and that world <laughs> was easily acceptable to the power of fruit stripe gum. <laughs> or at least semi-influential in the world of internet geeks and Goodreads book clubs. Okay. Okay. After growing up in the South, where she was homeschooled for hippie reasons, Felicia Day moved to Hollywood to pursue her dream of becoming an actress and was immediately typecast as a crazy cat lady's secretary. But Felicia's misadventures in Hollywood led her to produce her own web series, own her own production company, and become an internet star. Felicia's shortish... Felicia's shortish life of... What? Uh, Felicia's rag to riches. Rag singular? Dude, I'm not. Felicia's sh- Felicia's shortest life and her rags to riches rise to internet fame launches her career as one of the most influential creators in new media. It's just I'm having trouble saying Felicia's shortish life and her rags to riches rise to internet fame. For some reason, it's reading like a tongue twister to me. Brad, can you help me? Brad, Felicia, can you help? Felicia's shortish life and her rags to riches rise to internet fame launched her career as one of the most influential creators in new media. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. Now Felicia's strange world is filled with thoughts on creativity, video games, and a dash of mild feminist activism. Just like her memoir. Hilarious and inspirational. You're never weird on the internet. Almost. It's proof that everyone should embrace what makes them different and be brave enough to share it with the world. Because 
anything is possible now, even for a digital misfit. Can we talk more about her strange world that she's created? Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of questions that come mm. up in this but in this uh, quick mm. pre. She's the ruler of her of a new world. Yeah, what's that? Overcame her isolated childhood, become ruler of a new world. Mm. That reads like. That reads mm. like a hero's journey. Like, this sounds like mm. fiction, Felicia. How much of this is real? Mm. We're going to ask you the hard questions. <laughs> Talk about a con school. Mm. Did Felicia Day con her way <laughs> into the most prestigious internet community? What? Uh, men's rights activists say absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Semi-influential... In the world of internet geeks and good read book clubs? Hmm. Hmm. Brad, how does this end? Um. How does a biography end? It's okay, you can say it. It's okay. Well, I mean, the biography is the story of someone's life. It ends with her death. She dies at the end. Whoa. Yeah. So young. Right side of 40. So, like, I don't the, know how old Felicia Day is, actually. She's got to be 30-something, right? She's got to be like 36 or 37, right? De- yeah, she's older than us. Defo. Just making sure. Yeah. yeah. Short-lived life. Creator of her own world. Ruler of that world. Hmm. Harsh ruler. But what what you don't realize is there, there was a ruler before her. And what? what happened? What happened to the old evil of that world? It's hmm. still out there. You think some 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 new fresh-faced ruler is able to just destroy a, an evil empire like that? No, mm. it's still lurking, and it's gonna return. Look, we see her on Geek and Sundry, and all of her blogs, and all the television she's been in, and movies. We don't know the real truth. She's the ruler of like a new world, but that old ruler is coming back, yeah. and it could be the end of her, Brad. It is the end of her. She dies in combat, fighting the old ruler. Now I'm beginning to think that maybe Tabitha, Emily, and Bridges' pact of no fighting hmm. was either bullshit, because either Felicia may be on that train and died because she didn't fight back, or it means a lot. But Alex, what you don't or realize nothing. is, that was the answer. The only <gasps> way to fight this old evil is pure pacifism. She, Wait, died, in the, think- she died in the process, but... Her her pacifism, her unwillingness to fight this old evil, to give in to the dark side, is what destroyed it, and she was reborn like a phoenix. <laughs> now, are you telling me that maybe this is a crossover with Hello Stranger? I'm just that saying Felicia Day's gonna Felicia have a sequel. Is... Felicia Day's gonna have a sequel where she returns to her new world as a phoenix reborn after defeating the old evil through pacifism and self-sacrifice. Wow. Ta-da! Joseph Campbell. What about this this last line that, for some reason, reads very ominous to me? Hmm. Her new book, while it's hilarious and inspirational, is proof that everyone should embrace what makes them different hmm. and be brave enough to share it with the world hmm. because everything is possible now, even for a digital misfit. None of that reads... I know it's supposed I, I can, to read inspirational. I can, I can it prove, reads as a nightmare proof. I can prove that's untrue. I can prove that's untrue. Jared Fogel. Go on. Don't, don't, don't embrace what you love and don't share it with the world. We don't want to know. No, 
thank you. You fucking creep. Nobody wanted to know that shit. Nobody wanted to know. You fucking monster. Uh, I just googled it and oh my god. Oh, you're just hearing about this now? You're just hearing about Jared the Subway guy? No. Yeah. He's a monster and a would-be child molester. Oh no. And depending on the laws of some places, uh, technically a child molester. $100 for a 16-year-old prostitute. Cool. Way to use that subway money. Cool. Cool. Yeah, Jared's a bad guy. Um, <laughs> he does not need to embrace what makes him different and uh, share it with the world. It's not brave and nobody <laughs> nobody needs to know about your digital misfit antics, Jared Fogel. Yeah, Felicia, uh, we get it. Good luck with this evil coming back. We wish you all the best in the world. I can't wait to see how it turns out. I get the heart of your message as the phoenix you will become. But Jared Fogel, fuck you. Yeah. And stay stay in that stay away. Stay away. Just stay, stay away. away. Just stay away. Just keep your distance, okay? I can see you. Stay keep your distance. I got an eye on you, but you stay over there. Yeah. Keep an eye on Turn around. Distance. You're gonna stay over there. Don't move. Don't come at Duh. me. Brad, you keep an eye on him. I'll turn around. And then when you need to turn around, I'll turn around and keep an eye on him. Good plan. Teamwork. Brad, oh, you God, he's going. One... Oh, fuck. Don't scare me like sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I saw Jared Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ever since I started sleeping above the basement, where I'm sure that slaves had to sleep at some point. Like, they uh, lived there. I'm pretty sure I there used to be Jared a sandwich. Fogel come out of anywhere. I used to, I live in a place where there used to be sandwich artists living in the basement. Yeah. And like ever I since the then, s- oh, I see Jared Fogel in the corner. I see Jared Fogel in the corner, in the per- periphery of my vision mm. everywhere. Mm. Like, at first I thought it was just like, like a shat, like a spade, like a shadow, <laughs> a shadow spade. What are they called? Is shadow it a shade? People? Shade. Shade. A, bo- a, a black shade. shade. A, I, first I thought it was just a black shade, but then I was doing some research, and um, that sign downstairs, that wood comes right off the windows, and I pretty, I'm pretty sure it used to be a subway shop downstairs. Hmm. And I think Jared Fogel is haunting the block. Oh no! Holy fuck! <laughs> Keep Jared Fogel where you can see him. All we gotta say. Good advice. Good life advice. Good advice. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We appreciate it, and we'd appreciate to hear from you. Um, one of the ways to do that is through voicemail. That number is 979-476-9877 or 979-GROW-UP-7. I'm kind of flat at the end. I apologize for that. Oh, that was kind boy. of... Ugh, that was... Uh, it's getting late. We've had a long show. The mod thing kind of kind of took a lot out of my voice. I mm, excuses. You're right, Brad. Thank you for keeping me up here. There's crisp. But yeah, apparently we have a voicemail. Do we not, Brad? We do. Hey, this is Paul Mackey. Taking a brief break away from work here in lovely Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, number one on the list for income inequality. Uh, uh, being a, a good thing, or, you know, being good for in most equality, free income, whatever that is. You guys did it better. Uh, but anyways, uh, I just was going to say, Mo- uh, Montana, where I went to school, graduated, uh, go Bobcats, Montana State University, Bozeman. Um, the rich people are, uh, well, I don't know about everybody that's rich in Montana, but I do know about Ted and Jane, and that would be Jane Fonda and Ted Turner, uh, 
be damn rich, and they own a fair amount of Montana. Uh, but uh, and then again, on the poor side, I, I just remember my my favorite, uh, my God, that's Montana for sure. Uh, memory is uh, being in this house that I that I lived in. This guy that hung out with us a lot came over and said, "Hey, I just got my unemployment check. Let's go get lift tickets." Now, I'm not a skier, so I wasn't actually the one that was being spoken to, but uh, I just sat there in awe of that statement. I just got my unemployment check. Let's go get lift tickets. That's that's being poor in Montana. No, I don't know. That's, that's one example. Probably a poor one. He was a uh, college student age guy that I don't know was taking classes, but was really intelligent and was probably going on to big things. But for the time being, he was a ski bum. So anyways, rambling message. Duluth, Minnesota, on a brief break from work. Paul Mackey, talk to you later. Bye. Hmm, lousy ski bums, huh? Hmm. Wasting their money on lift tickets? Ugh, it's the youth. You know, when Ben Carson's president, I don't think he's going to stand for that. <laughs> he'll he'll build a wall to keep those bums out. Yeah, put a big door on it. They can come in when they're ready. When they're ready to, you know, not buy lift tickets. When they're ready to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And if they don't pull themselves up by the bootstraps, well, then he'll separate them. And guess who's left at the bottom of the mountain? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Hmm, 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 Sorry, I doing a little beatbox there. <laughs> Paul, thank you for letting us know what's... I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words at this point. Paul, thank you for letting us know what's going on in Minnesota. Um, in Montana. I'm sorry, in Montana. I apologize. All right, so we got an email here from Jonathan. Um, it's titled, A Very Long Email Regarding Boring Drag Queens. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. <clears throat> on July 25th... <laughs> on, I feel like it's a Dragon Net episode. July 25th, dum, in the city dum, of Los dum, Angeles. Dum, 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 dum. I sat in with an improv group dum, dum, that plays regularly at the Playground Theater dum, here in Chicago. Dum, dum, dum. Unfortunately... Dum. Our performance was only part of what I have to assume will go down as being the most boring drag variety show in history. Dun 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 Be prepared for the silly music at the end. Let's start with the show's opening anthem. Let's have a kiki. This is a boring song. Using this song as a way to start your show is so lazy, I can only assume you have an extremely limited frame of reference when it comes to drag community. Your song was featured on Glee. You could have served me anything and you chose to serve me a glass of warm skim milk. Congratulations, you're boring. I also like to imagine, I just like to imagine reading this as Donald Trump. Congratulations, you're boring, you dummy. The evening's MC was boring. She had this vaguely rumpled persona that came that came with a bad Harvey Firestein impression and a tendency to hit on, on audience members. Sure, not at all predictable. I am in no way bored, you dummy. Oh, your persona is actually bad when it comes to being a drag queen. Cool, that's never been done before. I'm very impressed, dummy. <laughs> Fill the wall. Keep these shitty drag queens out. Can we take turns reading paragraphs? Yes. It's a long guy. I don't, I don't want you to have to... Uh, you know, read it all yourself, friend. Let's talk about drag queens and how, in a large city like Chicago, they will never be playing for anyone but people who already support them. That's a tr- that's a that's a sad truth. It's the definition of preaching to the choir. 
So why do so many drag pers personas act like they're doing on So why do so many drag personas act like they're doing on like what they're doing? Oh, fuck. Like what they're doing on stage is so shocking. It's not shocking. Are you divine? Are you eating shit in a John Waters comedy? <laughs> I'm a grown homosexual man living in Chicago. Nothing you do scares or startles or even baffles me. Go home. You're boring. Now let's get to the monster of the evening. Diamond Devereaux. Here's a description of Diamond's act, as it were. She lip syncs to comedic songs that she didn't write. So what she's doing is taking a song someone spent hours working on and piggybacking on its comedic value. She was getting laughs for lip-syncing to a song that she didn't write. This is theft. Absolute theft. You're not funny. That song belongs to someone else. Get <laughs> yourself together. Write your own material. Or borrowing that lip-sync to a, so a non-comedic song and make a comedic via your persona. That's what every other drag queen does! Exclamation point. Well, I, I, I really I have left out. There have been quite a few exclamation points. But out of respect, I was, I was ignoring them. Um... Well, I say that, and then I come to find other drag queens lip-syncing to the same comedic songs on YouTube. Diamond, you're not even a hack. You're a hack copying other hacks. What is wrong with you? Shame. Shame! Exclamation <laughs> point. Maybe it wouldn't have been so hard. Maybe I wouldn't have been so harsh on Diamond if she hadn't been such a goddamn rude monster. After her performance... She was sitting on the edge of an aisle, and I needed to walk down. Guys, Brad, go ahead and take over. I'm sorry. I cannot read right now. It's okay. It's okay. I feel... I don't know what's going on. I'm so... I'm After, scared. Hey, okay. I think the tapeworm inside this. of me passed, and I don't oh, know what no. to do. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. I'm not scared of the box. I'm not no. scared of the box. No. After a performance, she was sitting on the end of an aisle. I needed to walk down if I was going to reach my seat. She never moved and called me a faggot. Using her Ooh. status as an insult comedian to justify your shitty behavior. Oh, so you're an insult comic, are you? Cool. Again, very cool. Totally original. Don Rickles must love how far you've taken his brand. Insult comic? You called me a faggot and thought that was enough. It's never enough. You har <laughs> you're horrible. You're boring. You are so boring. The evening wasn't a total wash. I can't sit here and act like there wasn't one decent drag performance that night. You know why she, you know why she was entertaining? She could dance. Her lip sync skills were negligible, but she could fucking dance, and her presence on stage was committed, and her song selections were delightful and unexpected. This is how you do amateur drag, Diamond Devereaux. Take notes. <laughs> put in the time and do the work, you middling monster. You put me to sleep. Me asleep now. <laughs> So, all that said, tell me about your drag personas. Oh. Oh. He wants to know what my drag persona's name and what my act is, and the same for you, Alex. Um, oh, wow. Jon Jonathan's drag persona is Lady Persona. <laughs> he doesn't know what his act involves. He'll get back at us. Hmm. And then he gives the, the song that was uh, that Diamond was lip-syncing to. Looks like it comes from Jim and the Holograms. But not with the title like that. Oh. Wow. Brad, what's your drag persona? Can I... Okay, I don't want... this. I, I don't want to offend anyone with this, so Brad, you may want to edit this out of the podcast after this. Oh, I'll clear edit it out. I, under, I understand 
I, hmm? I've never found drag shows entertaining. That's just me. Yeah. I've tried. I've been to a few. I just don't like watching people lip sync to anything. It's not yeah. necessarily the drag show. It's just that's all it is. All right. Yeah. You dressed up as a drag queen. Cool. Totally be you. Great outfit. You're just kind of standing and walking around and lip syncing. The problem If someone is... could dance, like Jonathan said, that's yeah. different because then I'm watching a dance performance. The drag to me should only be like a secondary thing. Like it's like, oh, yeah. these people happen to be dressed up in drag. It's not the major theme of the show. It's I don't think it's a strong enough theme on its own, right? Well, just dressing see, that's up. The thing. It's, see, but drag comes from like a time when like the, the idea that like you're going to cross dress and like this overly elaborate like this like uh, extreme burlesque buffoonery it, like the over the top like really like extreme and just obvious like that that was like shocking and a statement in and of itself and it's like well but like that statement is no longer i don't know that it's no longer necessary but it no longer like i i don't know that you're really bucking the system like you like you know now it's just more of like Dude, a I celebration it, yeah. it's a, it's a celebration yeah. of like of it all and it's like okay well that's cool but like i mean and i can see like in a gay pride parade all the drag queens sure like go over the top that's what it is like you're peacocking it's over the top it it's yeah. it, but like as an entertainment of itself i just don't i don't know that there's yeah it's not enough anymore that's not a thing anymore it's like we're okay now like i mean we're not but like no we're not and it may be just i mean us as people i I remember even as a kid seeing drag thinking, all right. Like, even when I was super Jizo, I never looked at someone and said, oh, my God, why is that man just like a woman? I'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Be you. Yeah. It's 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 like an, ex- an, it's an explosion of freedom that requires some sort of backlash to have any validity. Yeah. Because it's not, you're not, you're not, there's nothing provocative if nothing's being provoked. Truth. That is a so, truth. So I don't. All that being said, I'm still in the spirit of becoming a drag queen for uh, Jonathan's uh, amusement. Who's who's your drag persona? I don't know. Who are, who are Alex as an outrageous drag queen? What what's let's who, let's get into your character. Who who is she? Um, let me. <sighs> when you're not afraid, Alex, and you're able to be yourself, who Myself? is she? Who is she? Well, I. I'm coming from it from the same standpoint I would want to... I mean, obviously me, but as far as someone who wants to be entertained by a drag show. Like, I gotta have something of the same caliber as this uh, dancing drag queen that Brad's... Brad? Jonathan saw. Um, because, again, I don't want it to be boring. I want to be someone who is a drag queen who's fantastic, who's fabulous. But also, check it out, I got mad skill. So, part of me wants to sing because that's a traditional drag queen thing, but I don't think that's mm-hmm. enough. Like, maybe... Oh! I'll be a drag queen magician. Because they don't have those, right? Okay, all right. Is that... A, that's not a thing. I mean... Is it? Surely somebody... Surely but it like, is. I, yeah, but I'm... But hey, make it your own. Make it your yeah, own. Yeah, Jonathan didn't mention a magician. He would have mentioned a magician if it had been in the show. Definitely. I'm going to be the, the drag queen magician. But I'm okay. going to be like fantastic, obviously, because it's a drag queen. Right. I'm going to have... A lot more glitter. Maybe I'm going to go for like a sultry... Uh, is it Zantana? Who's the woman in DC Comics? Or is yes. that Marvel? Yeah, Zatanna, yeah. Zatanna. I want to kind of go with a, like a sexy Zatanna. Okay. Um, of course, I'm going to have like... See, I also don't like crazy 80s hair, because a lot of drag queens that I've seen in the past are kind of stuck in that 80s Dallas 
hairstyle thing. <laughs> and I know that's kind of the drag queen, like, again, over the top. Let's exaggerate everything. I don't want that. I want, like, a tasteful wig. I want a tasteful, like, long brown hair um, gracing my shoulders. I want to look beautiful. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be dressing up in a drag queen as a spectacle. I want to be looked at and be like, oh, that drag queen is beautiful. And a magician? What? Um, I will have a onstage attendant. Mm-hmm. Um, just wearing, like, gold trunks. Ripped. Like a dude, dude. Like a straight up dude. Um, he'll just help with my, with my tricks. It'll be fun. But I need more is what you're giving me, Brad, with that facial expression. I'm looking, I'm looking for the name. What's what's your name? Oh, see, that's what I'm coming... Like, I'm also thinking of, like, outfits. Like, obviously, I'm going to do something right. kind of close to Zaytana, but, like, different, obviously. Right. More conservative. Because, again, I want to be... I'm not over the top. My, my act is over the top. Right. Look, I'm not going to wear all this crazy eyeliner with, like... Not everything's bedazzled. I'm a, I have a tasteful magician suit on. I'm a drag queen. What you're going to be dazzled by is my um, performance as a magician. So um, your name has to work tri- tricks or Trixie somewhere in there then. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I think Trixie's a good one. I like Trixie's. Nice. Hey, I'm Trixie. Nice. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, it's Trixie. Like, I'll have to work on it more because I think I can do more alliteration with Trixie. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just do tricks with Trixie. But I... That for, for now, I, I do think I do name. think that should be the, the sign though. Do tricks with Trixie. Trixie, tricks with Trixie. That should be your hey business boys. card. Hey ladies, <laughs> welcome to a good show. Is that a rabbit in my hat? No, <laughs> it's my assistant. <gasps> Amazing. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna change up the drag queen game. Damn. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna look good. Duh. Brad, what is what is your persona? When you're not afraid to be who you are in public at a drag queen show, who who are you? Who is that girl? Turning heads. I don't know. What should what should my shtick be? I don't I don't know what's I don't I see I honestly don't know. I, I think that I mean, because I came to my drag queen persona pretty quick, I right. guess. Um Maybe there's just a drag queen in me waiting to come out. I don't know. As a totally, as a, as a straight heterosexual man, I, I never thought that could happen. I didn't Mm. know I I could be a drag queen. I think inside that Trixie just bubbled up. Trixie just came out. Now, not she's not bubbly. Let's not get it wrong. Trixie's Trixie's got some attitude. True. But, um. But yeah, if if you found yourself in a new magical world like Felicia Day. I feel oh. like maybe Trixie would be the person that united the realms. Hmm. True. Mm. Because they would think that her magician antics were actually magic. Right. Antics were actually magic. I can't even talk right now. Oh boy. Ooh. Brad, if you need to, if you need to uh, think about this for the next show, that's fine. I, I think I do because, like, I got it's nothing. It's late. We're tired. I, I don't. We've had a long show, dude. We've yeah. got. We got a solid show so far. I mean, you, we can you can coast for just a second. If anyone okay. has any advice advice yeah. for my drag persona, please help because I am honestly I like oh, the entire time Alex is talking, I was racking my brain trying to think of anything. Um, I don't think I'm meant to be a drag queen. Is it weird that I also just thought of another drag persona for myself? <laughs> Alex, who's your other drag persona? 
I don't. I thought Listen, about you, something else that you could do be Monday, fun. Wednesdays, Fridays as Trixie. You do Tuesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, and Saturday as Diving Donna. Oh my! Now Diving Donna is a blonde, okay. like a dirty blonde, but not oh. like a not like a vibrant blonde, dirty blonde. Yeah, like she bleach is. blonde's been done. Um, and she is a competitive diver. Oh, okay. So this is like a water show. This would happen at like a Sea World. All right. All right. <laughs> and she's just a diver. She does really good diving tricks, and um, she does um, I guess tricks with the animals there as well, like the dolphins. Hmm. She knows all the dolphins. Fact. It's more of like a variety. Sh- it's more of like it's basically Sea World, but I'm a woman <laughs> named Donna the Diver. <laughs> diver right. Donna. Because right. I like to bring practicality to my drag show. Right, right, right. Yeah, you gotta, I'm, a, you gotta I'm gonna lay you down with. I'm gonna lay you with facts and entertainment. This isn't your typical like crude, rude drag queen. I'm gonna lip sync to a song. Hey everyone, welcome to Diving Donna. Here's here's dolphins and drag. <laughs> the dolphins are gonna be on it too. Brad, I've come up with two. I would say solid. I, Jonathan, you can get back at me and tell me two solid personas. They're solid. Came out of nowhere from inside of me. I don't know where this is coming from. Listen, hey, explore yourself. I got nothing. I literally (laughs) have nothing. nothing. I have been. The concept of dressing up as a woman has never occurred to you, and/or a variety, some sort of variety act. I mean, I did. I did dress as Linda Tripp one Halloween. Um, It was very, very timely. Um, Maybe you got out of your system. I've never dressed as a woman before. Maybe I've only dressed as me. Maybe you still need to work this out, Alex. Maybe for Halloween I'll be I'll go I'll go to one party as Trix, Trixie, Trix for short. Donna. And another one is Donna. Freak my girlfriend out. She's like, "Why are you dressing like? What is it? Who's who's that girl over there? That's Donna, diving Donna. She's a dirty blonde. She's a dirty blonde. See, I mean that also kind of lends itself to the. I mean, because there's some sort of like sexy thing going on. Oh look, I think diving. Who do you think is going to be a bigger hit, Brad? Tricks are freaking diving Donna. I mean, I mean, well, it depends on which if, one would Jonathan be able to tolerate more at a drag show? Is I guess the question I would. Well, I think say. I think he would appreciate um, the 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 sport of the diving and the dolphin act more than he would respect a magician because I feel like Jonathan would just, on principle, not have respect for a magician. I could see that, even though I think a magician, and Jonathan, please correct us. I know you will correct us. Which would you rather see at a drag show? <laughs> the magician or the diver? Hmm. And what should my drag persona be? Because I, I, I cannot even like come up with like a, a base concept to work with. See, this sounds like a really good like book title for a young adult. Hmm. Tricks. <laughs> like that's what it should there should be a young there should be a book on Amazon that'll get editor's choice about people promoting drag queens. But one drag queen just can't be named. <laughs> How will they survive the drag show? I'm the unknown invisible drag queen. <laughs> Look, tricks, <laughs> diving Donna, and, and uh, question Jonathan's mark. lady persona lady have persona. only one rule on their drag show. No fighting. But who is this mystery drag queen? I'm the mystery get, drag who's queen. Who's unnamed? I'm like a female, uh, um... Matthew Maybe Le- I'm, a, I'm, called- a fe- I'm a female Matthew Lesko. I'm just covered in question marks. Question marks. We'll call you Enigma. Ooh, hmm. Enigma. I, I, I don't know. I don't. That's more like a villain. Yeah, or like a I'm, I'm, I'm the unknown mystery drag queen. Mystery I'm filled with queen. mysteries. Mysteries. What is that? 
What does that no mean? Clue. Brett, no clue. Brad, no fucking we'll wait. clue. We'll wait for Jonathan to come back on the show to talk about this. But I think so Can far, we've got two act? solid drag queen disappear? acts. Can you make me up, appear and disappear? I'll be part of your act. You want to be the dude in the golden trunks? That's just my psyche. Well, no, I, I, thought, I thought I would be like, you know, like you saw the woman in half and you make somebody disappear. Like, I could be that person. Oh, okay. Get rid of the dude in the trunks. That was just that was can, just sex I mean, appeal. That help, was just a cheap it's... ploy. I don't want to get no, rid no, of we'll the get rid trunks. Of I mean, I just, I'm just, I'm trying to find my niche, and I can't find it. I don't know where you'll, I belong. You'll be the assistant. You'll be the I assistant. I don't know where I belong in the drag community. What color hair do you want? Red. What kind of hairstyle do you want? Um, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Who am I? Who am I here? <laughs> I'm the worst drag queen. Guys, if you would like to email and give Brad ideas about his drag show performance. Uh, Jonathan has his name. I have two acts already to go. The Ramjack drag show might happen. I have to learn to dive competitively, and I have to learn magic tricks. But I'll rock I'll rock some dresses you're gonna have or two, a, a you're gonna nice have, magician suit. You're going to have two full acts ready to go, and I'm still going to be like at the drawing board, literally. Jonathan's got an act. I've got two acts. Who is this mystery drag queen, Brad? You better have it ready for the Bram Jack Drag Show. I am worried. (laughs) Tell us about your drag performances. Maybe this will happen. Probably not, but maybe. Hmm. Email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at ramjackpodcast. The website, ramjackpodcast.com, has a wiki page, which is awesome. Go see what's going on there. Defo. Listen to new episodes. Find us on iTunes. Uh, Come to Facebook. Do all these things on Facebook. It's cool. All it's probably the, the coolest it. part about Facebook. It really is. A lot of cool stuff being going on there, guys. I I like it. Definitely. Brad, again, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to Indeed. be here with you. Defo. Um, look forward to the next ep. Guys, listen. If you find yourself lost and terrified in some weird Civil War era house where strange things are going on. People are, are uh, like, making bagel sandwiches with weird <laughs> components. That, uh, it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> then, and, and you feel like something strange is going on, and you see white drops. Guys, it's not Diving Donna. <laughs> it's not Trixie. <gasps> no, no, no. Maybe, just maybe, all along... There was no The You got a seven and a diamond. Doesn't matter yes. what. Stopping on. <laughs> Lady Godiva was a freedom rider She didn't care if the whole world Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her She was a sister who really could Isadora was the first bra burner And you're glad she showed up Oh, yeah. And when the country was falling apart Betsy Ross got it all sold up And then there's Maude 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 That uncompromising, enterprising Anything but tranquilizer Right on Maude